Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Hello, everyone. It's another bucket cast. I, we never came up with a name for this thing. We're gonna call it the uh, bucket cast. What the the usually it's the late night bucket cast, but we're a little early today, so uh, <clears throat> it's the explosive podcast. Da- Poderia, explosive Poderia. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're doing the podcast today, despite the fact that it's the 4th of July, which means probably no one's actually watching live, but I know you guys enjoy having the VOD to go back and watch. Again, I apologize for, uh, episode 8 is gone forever. It's just, there is no episode 8. This is episode 9 of the podcast. So, uh, yeah. But who cares about soccer, right? Right, Swa? Just kidding. We'll get him on here in a second. Oh, I just gave it away. Our uh, our big guest for today, we're going to bring him on in just a second. My co-host James is here as usual, but we have a special guest, Mr. Swa Music. The Swa Daddy is here today. So that's kind of exciting. <laughs> I just saw him link some stuff. I'm, I'm, we're going to bring him on here because I have questions. I have questions about the link that he just shared with me privately. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do a short podcast today, a little 4th of July America stream. And uh, we're going to chat with our good buddy, Swam Music, along with uh, our trusty cohort, Mr. James28. I'm going to bring him on right now. If you guys want to unmute yourself, I'll uh, pop up the video here. Boop. And boop. Hi. You guys there? Yo. Hey. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? It's going. It is going. So they're both losers like me. We have zero plans today on the 4th of July. Not true. <laughs> supposed to be at my aunt's house. You're but supposed I have to be no a... idea when we're leaving. Oh, okay. So he may just leave like at any moment. Is that what you're telling me right now? Maybe. If, uh, I don't know. If the abuela walks in the room and says, time to go. Oh, no, I know she's not going to be here, so it's not that big of an issue. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's no fear of Lechonkla? None. None at all. All right, well, just let us know if you need to bounce. You're, you're good. So, yeah, like I said, we got James28, as usual. Down here, though, this is Mr. Swa Music. Good friend of mine. If anyone who's been around my podcast or around my stream in general... Anyone who knows me knows that uh, Swa's a good friend of mine. I met him through various social circles, music mostly. Uh, we have we were both involved with uh, drumline and music programs throughout our younger careers, and we've kind of carried that over. Um, we have a lot of mutual friends in the music community in Central California. So, uh, you know, we, we be naturally became good friends and we have a lot of shared interests in the fields of music and technology and, and just nerd shit in general. Uh, he's a music producer. He, he actually did stream for a while. Uh, but then, you know, life caught up with him. Uh, he lost one of his good DJ gigs that he had for a while. Uh, that's a whole, that, that, that might be a story we, we need to unbox a little bit, but that, it, really interesting turn of events that uh, meant that he had to uh, Im- seek employment elsewhere. Uh, so he's been kind of out of commission as far as the Twitch and music stuff. But 
every time I talk to him, I keep telling him, you got to do it. 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 People are asking about you. Where's your stream at? Where's your music at? I keep bugging him. And finally, he's like, fine, fuck it. So he recently quit his uh, Starbucks gig so that he could focus more on his music, um, which is awesome news to me. It'll be a little bit of a struggle at first, but I think ultimately uh, I'm excited to see him make a, a, a glorious return. Mr. Swab Music, how you doing? Doing well. What an amazing intro that was to everything. I know too much about you, man. I know you do. You're <laughs> like the ex-stalker girlfriend or boyfriend. Or so boy. how much detail can we share about uh, about what happened uh, at your previous employer? I mean... I mean, we don't have to name names. It's public but. knowledge. You can Google the name. I'm not going to say the name of the person probably but... best if we don't <laughs> yeah no <laughs> um anyway he had a regular gig what was it once a week twice a week yeah uh, it was actually three or four nights a week oh wow so okay almost half the week yeah so you were you were djing regularly at this spot mm -hmm. and uh and then the was it the owner or the manager or well yeah he, that was the thing is his number was set up to where it looked like he was the owner but it wasn't i mean i guess he had very little to do with ownership of the actual i, I know he had some stake in the company okay and the business but um but not enough to where everything fell through and like the building was lost and you know everything was but uh thankfully the lady who owned more uh more stakes in in the i guess the property or the business itself totally stripped everything out and gutted it and redesigned everything redesigned then, it renamed it so yeah. the reason all of that happened <laughs> and there's no green anywhere in the place whatsoever so we're we're building up to something here but uh so the owner or the guy we're talking about mr manager who had a stake in the place yeah. he got he got caught for something what, yeah. what did oh. he get caught for um I mean, do we have to go into detail about it, or we can just say, like, I mean, we can say Let's what it was. Let's just say it involved underaged individuals. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's probably going to be uh, getting his ass kicked in prison for a while. Let's just put it that way. Or getting his ass dead, maybe, you know. Because <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they don't tolerate that. It's like the one thing in prison. You never want to go to prison for something like that, because yeah. you're... Cause that's, uh, from what I was told, that's something that the guards, the prison guards and the inmates have in common is they both don't like people like that. So Yeah. So you can you can that's infer from that. <laughs> yeah, what had partaken. So yeah, the place closed for a while and uh and they had to kind of just lay low for a minute, rebrand everything. So they mm -hmm. did reopen and then you kind of did you get a gig back there a bit? Uh, I kinda did. It was just one night a week. It was significantly less than what I had originally told them I wanted but I was like oh, I'm just gonna ride this out and then I don't know it was just it wasn't the same the same people were coming and visiting the place but it wasn't it wasn't all the people and then just kind of the the new the owner the she was kind of just changed in general yeah well and a lot of people noticed that too and um they had said, you know, there's this lady that's always there that's just kind of very rude and 
not very personable and is just very abrasive um, with her personality and just how she demands stuff and doesn't know how to run a business. And so mm. that's kind of when I started, I started trickling on out and then I kind of have a new relationship built with another establishment in town. But um, I mean, I don't have to mention that name either, but they know who they are and they treat me well. And I feel like family there. Cool. I get kisses and hugs every time I go in. So that's, that's always a good feeling. Like just all the kisses. Yeah, man. Bro kisses, you know, chocolate kisses, the best kind. You know, like the ones on the beard, like like deep in the beard. <laughs> not there, not there. Uh, no brown kisses. You, you gotta get up your game. Nah, I don't know. That could have been why my ass hurt one morning. <laughs> when I woke up. Did drink a lot that night, but no, I'm just kidding. Which, but anyway, by the way, that that is an uh, as of Friday drinking for me. It's gonna. That's a huge thing. Huge step. So no more. No. Zero? Uh, only tea and uh, very light on the coffee. Um, I said that like four and, months ago. Yeah, I know, man. I know. This blue but... cup doesn't have water in it. <laughs> it never does. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it does. <laughs> so he says. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, no, that's good, know. man. Thought... It, gotta get focused. I, yeah, exactly. I support you 100% on that. Yeah, and it, I mean it'll be a tough thing because it's like, oh yeah, it'd be fun to let loose and all this, but it's like, kind of where I'm at right now. It's just like I got to be razor hustling sharp, and working man. and razor sharp, sharp every day. Exactly. Yeah. So you, I mean, I, I I like honestly, I give you shit all the time, but I have to commend you. Like quitting a quitting a day job so that you can chase your dream. Like that's that's not an easy decision to make. Yeah. And I know Starbucks is not the like it's not like they were, you know, paying you a shit ton of money anyway, but like that like that's huge to to be able to like, you know what? I'm going to say no to this bit of money over here so that I can focus on this. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle, but like I could tell, like I could just tell like you weren't happy like you weren't able to have as much time as you wanted to focus on your music and your career and all that stuff so yeah i'm really excited to to see by the way he recently if you want to post the link to your fiverr he recently created a fiverr account for those who aren't familiar with fiverr it's a place where you can pay people five ten twenty bucks to uh you know write you a jingle write you a song uh fiverr is awesome like if you need something quick and kind of just you know whatever like if you need a an intro or a graphic design or you need to prank call someone at two in the morning like fiverr there's just all kinds of crazy shit you can buy for five bucks it's a really cool website and if you're if you're a struggling artist or like if you do voice acting like if you have any skill that you're trying to sell fiverr is a really cool place to just like start meeting people start you know five bucks here ten bucks there like whatever like it's a good place to just start getting your shit out there and networking and stuff. So Swa Music recently created a Fiverr account and he finally, after me telling him for like a fucking, <laughs> I, I feel like it's been like a year now. He finally where? submitted the form for pretzel.rocks. I know. Uh, Everybody where, where? knows that I use pretzel <laughs> on my stream uh, for music because I don't want to get a 24 hour ban. By the way, Swa, it's actually happening on Twitch now. They're starting to ban people 
for copyright music. Like, oh wow! So a lot of people are going to be turning to these copyright-free services like Pretzel, like、uh, what's the other big one?、Uh, something Cat. What is it? Sound or music Cat? Something Cat. What's that? No idea. I don't know. Anyway, there's a couple copyright-free music services out there. I like Pretzel personally. I think it's one of the best ones because the artists are compensated fairly, and、uh, it's got integrations with Twitch and plugins and extensions and all that stuff. So I've been bugging Swa forever to get on that shit, and he finally filled out the form. So hopefully, hopefully in the near future, you're hearing some Swa music on on Pretzel. Yeah, where am I? Where am I going to put that link for Fiverr? Uh, just post it right in the Twitch chat. If you got Twitch chat open, let the people know. Oh my God! I didn't even have. Wow! What? A Where's、noose. your Twitch? I told you to have Twitch chat.、Open. Wow! Dang! And it's on download, right?、Uh, just go to my page, Twitch TV.、Uh, that's where the people are chatting. Jimmy TV forward slash Jimmy Navio.、Uh, you should have it open anyway, so you can see the、I、chat、know. that's going on. I know. What a dingle! Just open it up and mute it. Just have it open. Okay.、Mute. And then、uh, let the people know where your fiber's at. If anyone wants to、uh, hire you to create a jingle or whatever, you know, just、oh. uh, let let them know. Let them know where they can find you. Shabam! There we go. There、uh, it is. I'm gonna、oh. move this really quick. That looks a little. There we go. So there's this page. If you need like a one-minute intro jingle, James, maybe for your YouTube channel or something, you know, like five five dollars. What? What? I don't know. Anyway, we're、um, <laughs> gonna start doing that. So, Swa, when I have a question for you about your music stuff, okay? I know I you did full sale for a bit, right? Yeah. But like, so I know I I know you didn't like finish. Mm-hmm. You didn't graduate, but do you feel like you got enough? Like, like you did like a couple years of full sale, and you're like, okay, I see that, I see how this shit works, and you just like, the, like you bounced and were like started doing your own thing. No, I mean it was it was more the part of、uh, I just needed to go to school.、Uh, I had asked for help from family, and they're like, figure it out, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I definitely don't have this money, so. I、uh, got financial aid and loans and all this, and then、um, so financial aid didn't actually cover everything, so I couldn't continue going to school, and I、right. had to fork forward like sixty five hundred or something like that, and I'm like, well, I definitely don't have that, so I guess I'm not going to school anymore.、Mm-hmm. So now I got this MacBook, and but like, millennials are lazy, and, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know, right? <laughs>、uh, so, so now my credit's terrible. I also am paying off a car, and paying off a credit card, and all this other stuff. Just trying to, you know, keep my nose out of the water. But yeah, I, I I'm not trying to make that sound pessimistic at all. But it's just I'm not even like worried about that stuff because I know it'll eventually, it'll eventually, all of it'll work out. Um, eventually, um, if it's thirty years down the line or whatnot. But, um. Aiming for sooner than that, but、uh, yeah, it was it was more too. I was just kind of like, man, we're it. Maybe I was just impatient at the time too, but it was like I'm learning all this other stuff, and I'm like taking an English class still, 
while yeah. we're doing we're doing a few things maybe like sound design or recording stupid things and then having to like plug them into a, a little program to like simulate walking through a haunted house and then recording all of that so it's like almost like you sounded like so kind of doing folly work Oh, okay. So I, I still have all the samples and the stuff that I recorded from doing that. So that's that's stuff that I can revisit and come back and use that for, let's say, like a new song or for a project. If someone wants sounds for an actual physical haunted house that they built or something for Halloween. Um, so the, for those who don't understand, explain what folly work is. Mm-hmm. I, I so mean, I, I think most is, of us know what it is, but that's like okay. sound effects, right? Yeah. So for instance... At my house, it's just like a, uh, it's like a four bedroom house. Live with my grandparents and stuff. So there's stuff all around the house or outside that I use to create these different sounds because I wanted it to sound as realistic as possible. But I didn't have, let's say, like tombstones, you know, moving around. So we had to have a tombstone kind of like sound. And then there was uh, at the beginning of the actual haunted house, there was the sound of a gate that we're supposed to have opening and I wasn't just that's the thing is I like creating stuff myself so that doesn't sound like every other sample like you google uh, sound effects of a of a gate opening or something so what I did is I got all this stuff that was in the garage and I got let's say like a chain I got a hoe I got a propane tank and what I did is I took all of these sounds and I combined them all together and mixed them in such a way where the timing actually sounded like a gate opening. So let's say like the propane tank was where I was struggling to open up the gate and it dragging on the ground. The chain was then the part mixed with the hoe being drugged on the ground. And then I like, I got the sound of the chain hitting and like swinging back and forth on the hoe and then that sounded like the gate opened and the chain was like broken or something like that. So all of those sounds together made one, just one sound. So that's folly is just taking other little pieces of um, other stuff to make it sound like other things and then dubbing those and plugging those, those into sounds that you don't actually have readily available and you want them to sound lifelike. Is it true that uh, as far as Hollywood is concerned, I heard folly is one of the hardest things to get into because it's like there's only like four or five small individuals or studios that do folly work. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a mentorship. Like in, in, to even get into that industry, it's like someone has to die for you to <laughs> like get one I'm, of those jobs from what I understand. I'm sure because like I could, I mean, just for me explaining it, like you have to you have to have that kind of like weird wacky creative broken messed up mind to like piece together stuff that actually sounds realistic you know yeah yeah it's like how uh like in doom when they were recording all like the demon like murder sounds they're like we took a a condom we filled it with like beef then we smacked it around and popped (laughs) no way this thing that's awesome (laughs) is that a for real thing Along those lines, yeah, because I know, like, for the music, what, like, for, for some of the heavy metal music, they just got a chainsaw, and that's, like, the main, like, beat is that's the chainsaw. Cool. That's awesome. See, that's stuff that I do. Like, I made I made a piano, like, an old-sounding upright piano with a burp. Like, the notes sound like an actual piano, but it's all made from a burp. <laughs> 
of me just going like uh, into the microphone. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I've seen how you're able to manipulate sound when you were pot when you were streaming for a while there. Yeah. Like you know the whole uh, thing that we oh. like. Yeah. When, when I was like, we need a good, uh, and then you turn that into like so many things and you were able to manipulate it and like, you know, the pitches and echoes and just like, you can, you can just, and every once in a while, like when you're creating something, you'll just like hit record and be like, and just like make weird noises. But then your ability to take that and manipulate it into something that actually makes sense is just like, oh, okay, that's kind of fucking, that's cool. Like, it's kind of crazy that you have that ability. Yeah, yeah. So you, I could, I could honestly, I mean, I could say that. In my opinion, I could see that that's why that is such a hard job to get into, or industry rather, to get into, because it's, yeah, it's really difficult. All right, I got, I got a couple more questions for you, and then we're gonna move on to the other section here. Uh, so. Could, because you're so big on sound and so big on music, this is specifically for you. What sound or noise, and this can be from a song, from real life, from anything, like what sound or noise? And I, ha- I have a personal answer to this, but I, I want to hear what you – what sound or noise is like your absolute like trigger like you that you love? Just like you hear it and it's just like, oh, shit, and it's just like tra- changes your whole mood, situation. What, like you hear it and you're just like, Bleh. Yeah. Uh, that is a very easy one. And I'm gonna show my nerd right now, but it would have to be a lightsaber. Yeah, just, just the like, hum like of it. turning the one hum. on. The, no, hum. the hum. The hum. Yeah, just the hum by itself. Which actually, I don't know if I might share that in the. Let me let me share that. Do you have a new track with lightsaber hums in it? I actually n- not along those lines, but I have something that. Oh, hey, uh, real quick, while you're sharing that, by the way, for anyone out there who's listening to this, watching the VOD, whatever, the intro music and the song that you've been hearing in the background while we've been chatting, I'm going to switch to Pretzel now, but like up until this very point in the podcast, all the music you've heard has been by Mr. Swa here. Uh, Swa Music. He, he, wrote, he wrote the song that I play as my theme song. And the little background kind of chill music you've been hearing is a song called Further that he wrote many moons ago. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's who we're talking to right now. That's our guest, Mr. Swan Music. And I'm going to switch to Pretzel. So wow. hopefully, What a ding. I put it in the wrong thing. <laughs> My bad. Nerd. Uh, let me let me drop it in. Um, can I can I drop it to you, actually, in our chat and then you can play it? And you can, yeah, wherever, wherever the best. What, which one? Facebook or, or no? Just I'm gonna, Discord. Yeah, I'm gonna drop it in Discord and then play it. And I All made right. that, I made it completely software based. No, no organic sounds at all. Oh, just okay. Literally a a sine wave synthesizer. That's it. What about you, James? Is there a specific sound that just like is like whenever you hear it, it just triggers you as far as like when you hear it you're immediately like oh shit like because i i have one there's there's a specific song sound from a specific song for me that just like is my favorite all time like it's it's just eargasm for me i mean not like that but let's see if i can find it 
All right, I see the I see what you posted yeah. there. I'll play it in just a minute. I'm curious what James has as an answer to this. Let's see if I can find it. Is it this? No, it's not that. I can't quite like if I hear it, I know what it is, but it's like putting it into words. Yeah, I, is, I would. Is say... it from? Is it a sound effect? Is it from a game or a movie yeah, it's or a, a song? Sound effect. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like, guess though. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say because it's like because I was looking for it on the the TF2 meet the medic thing because I remember <laughs> he pops the Uber and the sound of like the energy flowing. It's like that type of thing. Mm. So, so it's, so like, it's like a specific flow, sound like, effect. Yeah. So it's like a flow of power, like through the air, kind of. Yeah. Thing. I would say my second most favorite sound effect that because these are sound effects that I feel like when you see what is on the screen or in the movie or whatnot, the game, it fits the object so well. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, that's how it would actually sound or it would actually give off this this hum. Um, but the second one below that, and again, this is where my anime is going to like show like really <laughs> bad and nerd is the aura sound from Dragon Ball Z. Like oh. that. And I want to know so badly how they recorded that or how they did it. Yeah. But I think of different ways that I would try and recreate that sound. And that's kind of what I did with the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So. You want to know what mine is? What is it? <clears throat> you said from a song. It is from a song. So you know the song Around the World? Ooh. Around the world is like a really repetitive kind of, you know, like everybody loves Daft Punk. Everyone knows the song around the world, around the world. Mm -hmm. But there is a point in that song. I might have to play it because there's a point in that song where there's this. So, you know how when when two notes are played together, how it creates like this whole other note where it's just like. For whatever reason, it perfectly resonates inside of my head whenever I hear it. So in that song, after like the second playthrough of the first part, there's that breakdown. There's the bridge or whatever, and uh, it kind of just—it's just the beat. It's just do cha do cha. But there's a synthesizer part that goes But it's two synthesizer notes oh, playing that. over each other. That's when that starts playing, and those two synthesizer notes harmonize yeah. right there, like. That shit every single time it just like blows my mind. Like I like it's it's a it's a physical experience that I have whenever those two notes harmonize together. Swaz listening to it, he's bobbing his head. No, I'm just singing it. I'm like trying to remember it, and I'm singing. <laughs> so it. I I might have to just like look that up on YouTube and play it because there's like when those two notes hit each other, the way that those two notes, those two harmonies hit each other. Yeah. Like every single time I hear it, it blows my mind. I, 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 I it's a physical experience. Here, we're, I'm just, I'm pulling it up right now. So if you want to turn up the volume on the stream, all right here. Band for this, are you? So it's about three minutes in, and it's just and him going around the world. But after the second time he says it. The uh the two synthesizers come in and that that like the way that they just meet each other on top of his vocals blows my brain. I wanna know it. Right here. Right here, here it comes. 
comes, here it comes. That, right there. <laughs> like, one more time, we gotta hear it again. That shit right there, for whatever mm. reason, when when mm. those when those synthesizers come in on top of his voice, it gives me chills every mm. single time. Like, I don't know. There's something about it that's just magical. Anyway, let's play your. Uh, I got your lightsaber edit dot wave. Yeah, it's not very interesting. It's just a lightsaber sound, but that's it. That's all it is. This sound right here. You need to you need to incorporate this into a kick ass like song or remix or something. But that is that's it's just Yep. Just made in Ableton. That's and it. And it's it's got that little that little twitchy part on top of right. the hum. Uh-huh. Alright. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I need me the swap. <laughs> Which you know what? After I recorded that and I was listening back to the track. Like it sounds like the what you call it, uh, the what you call it, block dudes from Mario sixty four. What are those guys called? The uh, oh, the thwomp. thwomp. The thwomps. There you go. Yes. Wait, is it a thwomp? I think it's a thwomp. Because there's two. There's the ones with legs, and then there's the ones that just like float there. Uh, well, I think both of them make that noise, don't they? Or not? They might. Okay, no, the thwomp is the one that falls. Yeah. What's the other one? Yeah, nor, knowing, knowing how Nintendo oh. did sound design. That was actually, I guess, that was another cool part of going to Full Sail is learning a few things about doing sound design for gaming systems that did not have much RAM. And Nintendo mm-hmm. is one of the ones that still continues to like push the envelope with sound design and minimizing the amount of sound files. But then using software to then like pitch them to give them variation in the sound. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. You know? So yeah, it's cause like, you're so limited. You have to find creative ways to create new sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that makes was, sense. That was, yeah. I was just blew my mind. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. If you think about it, so you only have 32 megabytes of Ram. You're having to load in textures and sounds and game movements and just like the, the polygons at the same time. So it's having to address all that different information and move it around at the same time and reallocate space so that shit doesn't glitch out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, it's cool sometimes too, but two 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 quick fire questions and then we're gonna move on. Oh boy. To our uh other stuff, because I have some questions for James as well. So you have to yeah you, you can't think about this too much. You just have to answer these ones. Ready? What's your favorite curse word? Uh oh. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how weird are you? 15. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you not very good at? Oh, man. Saying no. Oh, You're not very good at one. saying no. Oh, that's true. You're a very nice person. You do have a hard time saying no. Yeah. I may have abused that once or twice already. <laughs> You you answered those very quick. Here, one more. How about this one? Room, desk, and car. Which one do you clean first? Oh, uh, 
man uh none of them what <laughs> you're just, you're just a messy a person in in general that's so funny i may come off as like a very clean person but i'm just like talking to your mic bruh yeah i'm such a hey, scatterbrained yeah. person that that's just kind of how it is and i like, know where everything is but it's the thing is, is it's not messy it's just mm-hmm. it's disorganized mm-hmm. yeah like to other people but there's you have you have a system. There's a method yeah. to the matter. There, there is a method, and that's the thing. Is then when I just clean my stuff up, and then I'm like, ah, this is nice. This is different for a change. Then I'm like, fuck, where's my toothbrush? Like where? Ah, I can't find my phone now. Where is it? And it's in <laughs> yeah, my back pocket. Yeah. Like that reminds me of toothbrush. like this uh, this picture I saw where the the guy's room was a mess, but he got a text that's like, where can I find like a paper clip? And he's like, oh, check the check right under the bed, like at the corner. <laughs> and then the girl took a photo right on the corner of his bed, like right under it. There's just a random paperclip right there. There's like, one. <laughs> you, know what? you know what? That's was that me? I like, was that literally a Twitter post I saw. I literally. Like, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's not on the bed, but it's actually above on the corner over here. But that's for like the phones and stuff for the SIM cards. So you gotta ha- you gotta have a paperclip for SIM cards. Come on, what dog. Are- what about you, James? Room, desk, and car. Which one do you clean first? Let's see. I don't own a car, so that's kind of impossible <laughs> to clean. But uh, yeah, probably my desk. Because my room, it's It's like... obviously not your room, judging by the bed right behind you that we can all see on the... Hey, oh, one for Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, my co-host always has his unmade bed in the background. Don't worry about it. It kills the bed bugs. You know, it's a hot environment. They can't survive there science but yeah it's like usually my desk that's where i spend like all my time it's like the rest of the room it's like not usually an issue so what about uh what about you james what have you been up to what you doing well i've been playing a ton of fallout 4 i'm almost done with it i'm like already at like the final like quest where i have to go and like defeat the institute it's just like I've been not doing that and doing other things because I find all that other stuff so much more fun. Especially like all the side quests and stuff? Yeah. Because it's like I went in with some expectations because it is at this point like three years old. Like it came out in 2015. Right. So I had all these ideas and expectations on what it was. And now that I'm playing it myself, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. It's like the settlement building, that's fine. Like you barely have to mess with that. And like how much you're bothered by the other NPCs is like barely an issue. Like I like the world, the, the dialogue and like the interactions could have been better, but what they have there is still pretty good. So like, yeah. Cause a lot of people are like, don't I, a lot of people I've talked to are just like, don't bother with fallout four, just play new Vegas. And I'm like, yeah, but it, they're, they're different uh, games. They're different games, right? Like, how, mm-hmm. like they're not, I feel like they're not directly comparable because they're just kind of different experiences. Yeah, they really are. Because I played Fallout New Vegas. That was my first Fallout game. And I enjoyed it a lot. Like the the world building and like all the interactions and the story of it. It's really interesting. But I feel like it's a minority of people that actually went through everything. Because I played it once or twice just to do a few like playthroughs. And when I see people talking about how great it is, they always say like, oh, I've played it like 20 times. And I'm like, yeah, you can do that. But I mean, there's only so much more newer information that you can get. 
You've got a counterpoint from a sheaf. He says, I started Fallout 4, couldn't get more than an hour in. New Vegas is a masterpiece. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, you do you do agree with that then the new so like objectively would you say New Vegas is the better game? I would. Okay. The only thing I say Fallout Four does objectively better is the gunplay. Okay. Yeah, because in those games, right, you have the you can play them in real time and actually shoot your guns, but you can always go into the whatchamacallit mode where you can like. Yeah, vats. Vats, that's right. You can just switch to vats mode where you can choose like a limb and just be like, oh, you can aim for the head and have a 20% chance or the the body and have an 80% chance or whatever, right? Like, so is that like if you were to actually play one of those games, would, would you say that you would, does anyone actually objectively play that without using vats at all? Is that, is that, can you actually do that and be successful? Or at yeah. some point do you have to use vats? Vats is more like it's a you can do it like two different ways because in Vats and I see Swaz making a lot of like facial movements (laughs) so like in Vats yeah it's like it brings up the menu and you can click stuff but it's still based on a bunch of numbers right so it's like oh 90% but I still missed it's like do you would you rather trust the game to like roll dice for you and hit versus you just shooting because currently like I'm level 55 because I put in like 60 hours now and it's like I have all these bonuses in VATS where it's like, oh, if I shoot the same, choose the same limb multiple times, I get accuracy bonuses, more damage. I have bonuses to cripple limbs. So it's really easy to just like hit VATS and I get like 20 shots with my handgun and I can just like choose eight different enemies. And in like the span of a second, all of them get headshotted and die. But at the same time, that's like a conscious decision I made as the player to like get all those bonuses. Right. It makes sense. Uh, and for you, James, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question. What are you not very good at? What am I not very good at? Whew. It'd be easier to say what I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just a handsome motherfucker who's good at everything. I think uh, like the main thing I'm bad at is like scheduling and keeping a good schedule of things to do. Oh, shit. That's a callback to our last podcast mm-hmm. Cause it's that like, no one will ever hear. Yeah. Because uh, it's like... Whenever I'm told to do stuff, because especially like I'm a college student right now, whenever I get all these assignments, I know when they're due, but all those due dates, I see them as do it on that date dates. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll end up like, where did all this work come from? And it's like, well, these papers were assigned like two months ago and now it's like the night before and you have to write all of them because I end up doing that a lot. And it's like, it's also an issue with myself because I do that and I still get pretty good grades, but that's why it kills me. Cause I'm like, my brain's like, it's fine. You do, you do fine anyway. But I know like in all the feedback I get in my work, there's always stuff like, Oh, you could have expanded more here. You could have developed like this idea and topic there. And I know the whole reason I didn't do that was because I was writing it the, the night before. And I was just trying to hit like every piece of the rubric and not really like caring about like, going above and beyond come on james it's hard it's hard <laughs> it's hard to do that it's hard to do things until i have to yep no it uh funny enough uh a good book i would recommend to you there's a book that was written by i think he was the president of ucla for many years 
He wrote a book. You can Google it or look it up on Amazon. It's called The Contrarian's Guide to Leadership. And he has an entire chapter in that book that's all about how, like procrastination. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's really interesting to like he has a he has a very interesting approach on procrastination in general and how like there are a lot of situations actually where procrastinating is the right choice but it's all about priorities right yeah so i don't know check it out it's a good book it's not very long it's called the contrarian's guide to leadership my best friend in the world since like fifth grade grew up with him i keep in touch with him regularly i talk to him at least once a week he bought me that book, I think, when I graduated from high school. He bought it to me as a gift, and it's it's a really good book. It's really interesting. But he, he actually talks about the pros, like some of the benefits of procrastination <laughs> in general. So, And he talked – like a lot of contrarian – like stuff you wouldn't generally see as a strength. That's why it's called – it's called Contrarian's Guide because it's like – it's not what you would expect someone to tell you about leadership in general, but like it's stuff that he uses on a daily basis that actually works in the real world. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. All right. Well, let's get into some of our uh, discussion points. We're about an hour in, so it might be time for Sheaf's Beef. What do you guys think? Are you, do you guys have Sheaf's Beef queued up? I, I can queue it up. We, sh- we we may need to transition to some sheaf's beef. Uh-oh. Can't let it get cold now. Yeah, the beef's getting cold, guys. It's 4th of July. It's barbecue season. We got to get that sheaf's beef. Since Masheef is here, we should probably go ahead and do it. Because I'm sure he'll add some stuff in the comments. So, Swa, if you're not familiar with sheaf's beef, generally what it is is Masheef has a lot of beef in general. He's just kind of an angry person. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so every every podcast, once a week, he finds two things that he's not too happy about, and he creates a video comparing two topics. He'll rant about each topic, and then we will discuss those and decide which one is the bigger beef. And then he will let us know whether or not we're right or not. There is a right and wrong answer, according to Mashif. <laughs> the I think last week... Uh, who, who on uh the 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 podcast that will never be named um who got uh did you get it right i think you got it right yeah i think i did we we were we were torn on the last two topics so if you have that video i'm going to switch to media view we'll all hit play at the same time uh and then uh we'll we'll see what we'll see what Mashif's beef is are you ready Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. Swa, you got Mashif's beef up? I do. Uh, one, one sec. Uh, it's the Google Drive sp- link. Yeah, I may have watched it. You should be it able to play it right in your part- browser. Yeah, I may have watched it until the part where he's like, okay, tell me what you think after I come back. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I just rewind it to the beginning. Okay. So so when it gets to that point, do we stop it and then we Yeah, come we'll back? pause it and we'll discuss it and then we'll play it. Got it. All right. Start start from the beginning. So did you already watch it? No, not the whole okay. thing. Okay. All right, cool. All right. You, so we I've never the whole point is we're not supposed to watch it until but if you've already kind of watched it that's fine. Okay. So So uh start at 0 on your on your play and we'll hit 
play on go. I'll do one, two, three, go, and then we'll play it, okay? Okay. So one, two, three, go. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of... Dave's Beef! <laughs> We're down here at JTRHNBR Chiefs Beef Stadium Complex, bringing you the beef. Let's get to the ring with your man, Meshief. Welcome, everybody, to the stadium. Today, we've got two beefs going head-to-head. And if you don't know, today is America Day. America Day! States. And everyone's going to be out there celebrating. So today, we got a very special Chiefs beef. The first beef today, God bless America, is... Illegal fireworks. Illegal fireworks. Okay. Now, at first glance, all fireworks these are hilarious. <laughs> what a great time California, illegal fireworks are. I know. They're fun, but here's the problem with illegal fireworks and why we all need to just collectively <laughs> knock it the fuck off. I'm going to have to disagree with Illegal fireworks cause tons of property damage because these idiots don't know what they're doing. You're drunk. You're out there in your driveway. Something blows up. Spark goes someplace it wasn't supposed to, or you end up killing yourself. We've had multiple deaths <laughs> where I live. That's just Darwin at work, Messing though. around with fireworks. <laughs> they're just irresponsible, drunk, or just messing around. Or just something accidentally goes wrong because, hey, they're explosives. All right. If you must see fireworks on the 4th of July, go to a fireworks show. Do it safely. Go to the fairgrounds. Shit, don't even go inside the fairgrounds. Don't pay for it. Go grab a Slurpee at the 7-Eleven, park outside the fairgrounds, and watch the show for free. There's no reason to drive down to Mexico, get a bunch of illegal stuff, and then drive back and blow it up and cause forest fires or property damage or injury to other people around you or their property. Just knock it off. Be an adult. I feel like go he's to the calling show, out half my Or family. use something that's legal. <laughs> if you must blow something up and you have to have that, that boom, boom explosion, get a goddamn gun. <laughs> Buy a gun. That's Just your solution. Gun. Okay. I'm not saying shoot it in the air. We'll go to shooting range or something like this. These videos, this compilation I downloaded, it's old. It's old. You're going to see thousands of videos like this this weekend. Keep an eye on Snapchat. Someone's going to the hospital. Let's go to the next beef. Beef two. Legal. Legal fireworks. (laughs) Now, legal fireworks are a problem because they cause property damage and they're a big issue and everything. But legal legal fireworks fireworks are are so boring. What a waste of time, money, and energy these things are. This is an expert village video showing you how to properly operate sparklers and the difference between the types of sparklers you can purchase. (laughs) This will put you to sleep. Have you ever lit a match before? Yes. Yes, Mashif, I have. Have you ever uh, used a lighter before? Uh Uh-huh, Mashif. Yeah, I have. Okay, you don't need sparklers. Knock it off. They're not, not necessary. They're boring. They're chintzy. They're not fun. Just go to the fireworks show and see real fireworks. Look at this guy fumble with This is just sad. Okay? Just sparklers are sad. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Those are our two beefs. Jimmy, James, Swa, chat. I want to see what you guys have to say about these two beefs. See which one is the beefiest. So right now, we're going to throw it back to you guys and see what you say. But stick around because there is a right answer. And I'm going to guess you're not going to get it. All right, I paused at 337. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Hmm. So, yeah, you can get yourself to 337. Uh, you guys need to discuss this for a minute. Uh, 
I'm gonna love sparklers. I gotta step away for two seconds. I will be right back. Um, but yeah, you guys definitely need to discuss this while I return. Sparklers are not for babies. <laughs> it's so pretty. The lights. What was that? What was that? that? What was that dong bong sound? Yeah, you heard that too, bell. right? Right? Yeah, the bell. It's like Jimmy said he's gonna go, and then there was a gong. <laughs> was he summoned to like the plane of kung fu? <laughs> uh, I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. He's hiding his secret stash. He's like, you know what? Now speaking of fireworks, I might have to go hide those. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. But yeah, illegal fireworks. Like I get they're fun, but it's like as when she said, people aren't smart, and then they're drunk too. It's just it's a mess. Like especially what? in Southern California, where it's like you can't use them here; it's illegal. And then you're like, why am I hearing fireworks outside my house? It's not even the Fourth of July yet. <laughs> Didn't know this, but Jimmy's in Hong Kong. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's it. Thank you, Mashif didn't know he said he was in fresno i say fres no he's not (laughs) um yeah man i don't know that's a tough one i don't know which Mm. i mean if you really don't care about human beings and believe in population control then illegal fireworks would definitely be the way the right one you got or, a point wait. there or the oh no it's supposed to be the beefiest um maybe i don't know man <laughs> fresno mm-hmm. yeah um hmm. need jimmy's input on this yeah it's like why jimmy needs to be the the neutral the neutral voice the neutral party yeah because it's like legal fireworks like yeah as you said they're really boring it's like a sparkler it's like it looks nice for like 10 seconds and now you're out like 20 bucks yeah exactly all right and then it brings back. you back to to a time where my dad took us to his friend's house and they had some illegal fireworks he went to go light one. He lit it, knocked it over. It started shooting down the street. <laughs> and I was like, there's a reason these are illegal. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, a girlfriend of mine, the back of her... Swat lady... talking to you, Mike! Oh, sorry. It's, I forget that it's it's not that sensitive. Um, it's directional. Yeah, it is. It's a stupid dynamic, Mike. Um, but... um. No, I actually had an uh, ex-girlfriend who uh, she has a big scar in the back of her leg from, well, not that big, but I thought it was a birthmark. I was like, is that a birthmark? She said, no, actually, family was playing with illegal fireworks and it shot off and exploded on my leg. I'm like, wow, it's good to know your legs still look nice, but just have a birthmark looking thing on your leg. So. Yeah. Um, I'm back. I will give my opinion because it's the one that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, anyway. So 
I would I say the, very... the biggest beef would probably be the illegal fireworks. He had a lot more to say about them. And there's more serious stuff about fires and stuff and people dying. Maybe. Probably. I think, personally, so I have beef with both of them. Number one, legal fireworks didn't used to suck. My bigger beef might be with legal fireworks just because, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they used to be good. Like, like old school piccolo peats and ground blooms and, like, they used to not suck. There used to be really good legal fireworks. The problem was that people would manipulate the shit out of them. Like, the original Piccolo Pete's you could literally turn into M80s. Because you could just, like, hammer the bottom out and duct tape those shits, light them on fire. They'd whistle for two seconds and then explode. Yeah. Like, because they used to have a lot more gunpowder and shit in them. Mm -hmm. Like, people kept, like, the reason that they keep getting nerfed, to use a nerd term... Legal fireworks year after year keep getting nerfed, and yet they don't lower the price. That's what bugs me about them. Is like the Piccolo Pete you bought 15 years ago that was like a couple bucks. You still pay like three, four dollars for it, and now they suck. They don't whistle as loud. They don't whistle as long, and it's because they don't want to put as much shit in them because people will inevitably manipulate them and make them better. Exactly. Yeah. So legal fireworks. Uh yeah, I'm, that might be my bigger beef because they keep nerfing legal fireworks. Yeah, and just like I said, there's there's the one of my friends posted earlier this morning or something like that. He's like, "Yeah, that sucks. We just spent fifty dollars on fireworks. The ground blooms only last two seconds." I'm like, I remember when those things were like, like half a minute. It's just like, yeah. Well, I used to. What we used to do is light. Up. We were, yeah, you'd light the ground blooms, you'd wait two seconds, and you'd throw them in the air, and then they would light yeah. in the air and like tell they would like helicopter back down to the ground. Yeah, <clears throat> they don't even last long enough. They're not strong enough to even do that. No, they they just they've been nerfed so many times. Illegal fireworks. I fucking love illegal fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Jimmy's doing later. So today. my best friend that I was talking about before, same best friend that I mentioned, um, when I was in ninth grade, I'm gonna get a little story mode on you. Uh, the uh, the summer between ninth grade and tenth grade, we went with his family to Mexico. And we went to this, we went to this store and this store, it was just like this little shop in the middle of like a, like an outdoor strip, like a mall shopping strip. And there was a store there called shirts and works. And the works obviously was short for fireworks. So the store was literally called shirts and works. And we were asking him about just like fireworks in general, like, Hey, what can we get? Like, what, where's the good stuff? Like we were kind of trying to like, like, like he was showing us the M80s and the bottle rockets and like the small mortars and stuff. We're like, dude, come on, this is fucking Mexico. Where's the good shit? No joke. I'm not making this up. I like this is straight out of a TV show, and I really wish like no one ever believes the story when I tell it. We're like, no, we want the like we got. We walked in there with a bunch of money. We're like, we want the good shit. He's like, all right. He waited till there was no one else in the store. He walked over to the corner, and there was a shirt rack that was just had a bunch of shirts hanging on it. He pulled the shirts out of the way, and there was a big wooden barrel that was filled with M1000s. 
not M80s. Like these, like fucking, they were this, they were, I, I wish I had something to compare them to. They were as long as this pair of glasses. They were literally like half a, like a quarter stick of dynamite. I don't know. He made some comparison, which was probably exaggerated. Needless to say, they were significantly more powerful than an M80. And we bought 10 of them. And, <laughs> and we bought a bag of, of 50 M80s. And we bought, they have, you know those little shitty poppers that you throw on the ground and they pop? Mm -hmm. In Mexico, they have these ones that are silver. They're, they're covered in like this silver type of spray or whatever. When you throw them, they hit the ground, but then they keep popping in a straight line. You throw them at the ground, they go across the ground. What? We bought a big old bag of those. We oh. bought like 2,000 bottle rockets and like a chain of 500 <laughs> black cats. Like we literally had an arsenal of illegal fireworks. <laughs> Jimmy Davio confirmed his Unabomber. No joke. I need to get him on this podcast so we can talk about it. But you know what we did, which was the dumbest fucking thing, and we could have gotten – like it could have ended really poorly. We lit off a few of them while we were there. We put them in our bags, <laughs> like not even hiding them. We just like tossed them in. Like when we left. By the way, that was the first time I ever drank alcohol. I was like fifteen. It's we Mexico. bought. We we it was Mexico. We walked across the street from our hotel and bought like a twenty-four case of Pacifico. <laughs> I almost thought you were gonna say walk put across it, the border and put <laughs> it in our mini fridge. Like that whole trip changed my life. Like it was like we bonded. It was me awesome. and my best friend broke all the laws. Well, I mean they they weren't breaking the law there, but I guess like you know. Anyway, Lord. So we're we're like we had all like we didn't tell his parents either because we, we had separate rooms. His parents and his sister were upstairs, and we had our own little two bedroom place downstairs. We also had Skinamax. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but we had a room full of beer and illegal fire. Well, I mean, they're legal there, but we had like a room full of beer and fireworks. And we're like, oh, shit, we're leaving tomorrow. So we literally just threw them in our bags. Like, we didn't even hide them. We just had, like, so many fireworks. And we got to the border. <laughs> and we were – all of a sudden, it hit us. As we're in the line – to like pass through the border, me and him are in the back seat sweating bullets. Like we were freaking out so bad because we had bags just full of explosives. And like they had the the dogs and like all that shit. Like it was a full like, you know, like the border was pretty strict at the time. <sighs> anyway, we made it through the border. I make it home. I became I instantly became the most popular kid in school <laughs> for like the next two years because I hid him in my garage and all my friends knew about him. In fact, one time I threw I, I threw a house party that year, uh, and one of my friends knew about him. And uh, during the party, he went out in my garage and he found him and he lit off an M one thousand in the middle of my fucking neighborhood at like one in the morning. <laughs> And we had a keg at this party. Immediately, the neighbors call the cops. They show up at my door. The keg, funny, the really funny part of the story, the keg, they brought the keg. They forgot the tap. So we had a keg and we couldn't even drink the beer. So we hid the keg in my bath. We hid the keg in my bathtub 
And uh, the cops show up at my door and we're like, we had a noise complaint from the neighbors. There was a loud explosion. And I was like, fucking, like, I knew immediately, like, what had happened because they, yeah, anyway. And we had already, we had already sold. So anyone who knows about, like, old school, like, house parties, you sell, you sell the cups. That's how you make your money back from the keg is when people show up, they have to pay an entry fee. They basically buy their solo cup. So, like, as people are showing up, they're paying, like, 3 to $5 to get in, and you hand them a solo cup so that, like, they can get drinks from the keg. So, But the keg hadn't been tapped because they didn't fucking bring a tap. So the cops show, two cops show up at my house, and they're like, yeah, we had a noise complaint. We heard that, you know, so there's some stuff going on. Do you mind if we come in and take a look around? <laughs> and I know I could have said no. Oh, if you hear that blending noise, Lady Navio's making more daiquiris. Uh <laughs> But, like, I was, like, for whatever reason, I was, like, yeah, sure. And so the cops walk in. They, like, glance down the hallway. They don't go in the bathroom, luckily. There's a there's a keg literally with a blanket over it in the fucking bathtub. I don't know why you think that throwing a keg with a blanket over it in the bathtub is a good idea. They're, like, oh, why? yeah, blankets in a bathtub. That makes perfect sense. But they look in the living room, and there's, like, Maybe 20, 25 people just hanging out in my kitchen and living room. It's like one of those big open spaces. Everybody has a solo cup in their hand. But not a single one of them has alcohol in their cup. They're just sitting around (laughs) watching TV with empty solo cups in their hand. So it actually did me a favor that they didn't have the tap. Because if those cops had showed up and there was beer in those cups... Then, you know, there could have been ramifications, but literally just like 25 people sitting around with empty solo cups. So there's nothing they could do. They had to leave. And they uh, they right before they left, they're like, by the way, all these people have to be home by curfew. So I take it back. It was earlier. It was like 1030. And I was like, oh, cool. When's curfew? They're like in 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I'll make sure everyone gets home. (laughs) And then they left, and like 20 minutes later, the tap showed up, and the party started. <laughs> so long story short, uh, I love illegal fireworks. Mormon parties are weird, Mr. Officer. <laughs> <laughs> just, just I was Mormon, Mormon at the thing. time, and funny story, that was on like a Friday night or a Saturday night. I went to school on Monday. And it ended up being a, a rager. Like, it got so big that I had to call the cops on my own house to break it up because, like, older people. If you ever have a house party that's actually banging, like, eventually, like, people who already graduated, college students, like, more and more people start showing up. And it got out of hand. So I called the cops and I was like, yeah, I had some friends over and it got out of hand. So the cops showed up and broke it up. And that's when you pin the alcohol on the older college guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I threw a small get together and then like these college guys showed up with the keg. It's like, can yeah. can you help me out? So I had the same girlfriend pretty much all the way through high school. She was Mormon as well. That Monday when I went to school, and you know the whole thing when you're when you're when you have like a girlfriend in high school and you're like hold her hand and you like the passing periods between classes you like meet meet up with each other and like you have lunch together. So I spent most of my free time in between classes with my girlfriend. So many people kept walking up to me, dude. That party was fucking crazy, dude. Jimmy Navia, who would have thought this Mormon kid could throw a party? <laughs> and I'm sitting there with my Mormon girlfriend, like I don't know what they're talking about. 
Oh. Because she didn't know. She was oh. not invited. She would have been so mad if she would have found out that there was alcohol involved. Like, it's a like, party. Oh. oh, you meant the, the Bible study, right? <laughs> so I was going to make the joke like, oh, we're just waiting for the Dr. Pepper to show up. Or the Coca-Cola. <laughs> like we're we're fine. we're getting our dosage of caffeine. We can't have <laughs> they spiked our drinks with Coke. No, oh, no. <laughs> so long story short, I love illegal fireworks. Um we blew up a lot of stuff. We blew up a birdhouse with one of those M eighties, I think. Um uh I don't think the problem is illegal fireworks. I think the problem is stupid people because Illegal fireworks are perfectly reasonable if you know how to use them. And I live on the edge of the ghetto in my town, and there's all kinds of awesome fireworks going on around me because people in the ghetto don't give a shit. And there's like, so I'm getting a show. I love illegal fireworks. Just don't be dumb. Like, I had two friends that were shooting Roman candles at each other. One of them, like, leaned over to dodge one of them, and the Roman candle went right up his shirt and burned all the way down his back. That's not That's not the fireworks fault that's like blaming guns for killing <laughs> like it's stupid people i don't think there's any problem with illegal fireworks personally it's people not knowing how to responsibly use them my bigger beef personally is going to be with the legal ones that used to be good and now they suck yeah mm-hmm. that one so Drop 50 bucks get only 10 minutes of fireworks out of them Tis <laughs> a flesh wound. Nadirtha. Do you know who I'm talking? So he he's from our hometown. He used to be a doorman at uh you might know him, Swa. His name's Tony. I don't want to drop his last name. He's got a really cute sister. Grew up in uh in the same neighborhood as me. Uh, but he's got a scar all the way down his back from Roman candles. Wow, that was that was crazy, like right when you said that he popped in. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? Oh. His last name starts with a C. I'm not Tony. Nadirtha, I know who you are. I know. Nadirtha is also a friend I know in real life. But uh, Tony used to be the doorman at uh, the fancy place downtown. Not the Padre, the other place. There's another fancy The Mark. Place. He used to be the doorman at the mark, and his sister worked there as well. Anyway, he's got a big scar down his back from Roman candles. Mm. That's wild. So, what do you guys think? I I'm saying that legal fireworks are the bigger beef because they used to not suck, and now they do. Yeah, yeah, same here. Because I remember being younger. I forget where. I know it was on a beach, and I had a lot of fun with the fireworks. So they were big. And they were actually like loud and like very bright. But it is about people being stupid. Because I was very young at the time. I didn't realize that this firework shot out of both ends. So I oh. shouldn't have pointed it straight out in front of me. And then shot, my sh- shot myself in the chest with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wearing a white shirt at the time. So in the front of the shirt, the, it's perfectly white in the back. There's just a massive like burn mark in the front of the shirt because it like absorbed all the impact but i was still like in pain because i was like i just shot myself with a firework that hurt but at the time i was like this is so much fun yeah but again that goes back to that was your own stupidity Mm -hmm. i should have noticed that like both ends of the stick look the same and that should have (laughs) told me maybe both ends are gonna shoot (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, if people want to kill themselves with illegal fireworks, that's just some Darwin shit. You dumb. I don't feel bad for you. All right, so let's see what let's see what Sheaf has to Mr. Mashif. I'm at 3:37. If you want to mm-hmm. get your timestamp right there on 3:37, we'll right. switch back to our media view here. Uh, okay. And uh, we'll do it on go, right? So one, two, three, go. Welcome back, everybody, to Sheaf's Beef. Welcome back now. Back with Mashif, bringing you the beef. All right, guys. Jimmy, James, Swa, chat. I appreciate everyone's input. But for this America Day, we got a very special beef today. I don't think you guys got it. It is. All fireworks. All fireworks? I got a beef with all fireworks. <laughs> what? <laughs> I cheated. Seen fireworks before. That's cheating. Yes. Okay, we're done. No more. Can we find another way to celebrate the 4th of July, please? Every year, it's go to the show or go to the go to the stand down at the corner that sells fireworks and sparklers and crap and use the shitty fireworks there. Or your neighbor down the street that's got illegal fireworks that's blowing shit up and causing a house fire. Can we just be done? Okay. Also, do not, do not trust an adult that is very excited for a fireworks show. These people can't be trusted. You've seen <laughs> them before. Have you ever lit something up in the middle of the night like, I don't know, a fire, a lighter, a match? Yeah. Okay, you've seen fireworks. It's just a loud boom and some lights. Can we please get over this crap? So, this week, all fireworks are the beef. Everybody was right. Everybody was wrong. Thank you so much for coming out to see the beef. I'll see you next week with Sheaf's Beef. Thank Sheaf, you. you cheated. What you betrayed heck? us all. You can't what lose if you don't win. All right. But uh, honestly, that that goes back to a point that Swa made before we even started the stream. When you were comparing fireworks to those uh those night in the oh. So why why don't you break that down what you were talking about before? Yeah. Yeah, cuz you were you were asking like so what are you doing? Da, da, da. And I'm like, we're not doing anything. We're just staying in. Uh and you're like, "Oh, did you buy fireworks?" I'm like, "Nope, because it's a waste of money because it's like those those one things you buy at the mall, those dragon breath cup things with the liquid nitrogen. It's like you get it the first time and you're like, Okay, this doesn't have any taste or flavor. It's also burning my mouth. And the liquid nitrogen uh, warms up before you even get to the bottom of it. So, like, there's no more fun after that. So you just have this, like, dry cereal that doesn't taste like anything at the bottom. So it's the same thing, like, with fireworks in general. It's, It's like they blow up, you're done, and you've wasted $100 on fireworks. So, yeah. The the appeal is short-lived. Yeah, it's short-lived. And the thing that you were saying about the drones, doing the synchronized drone flying thing. Yeah, the drone. The Yeah, 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 we should get into that. That's way better. Um, There's no pollution. It's all electronic devices. It's tech. It's cool. You know. I think I think well so let's let's break that down though because I think a big part of the appeal of fireworks so I agree that in general like most 
fireworks, especially the pre-bought ones, are going to be underwhelming. And if you've been to any, like, local, like, medium-sized town fireworks shows, in general, you're, there's nothing new that's going to just, like, revolutionize or blow you away or that's going to be like, holy shit, I've never seen that before. Right. However... I've been to some crazy firework shows where like like they were just like so big and just like coordinated and grandiose. Like if you've ever been to one of the really cool like Disneyland firework shows or like if you've been to Santa Barbara and been out on the on the wharf or the bay or whatever when they do their show, like there are definitely like experiences to be had that are amazing experiences that can be well coordinated and can be entertaining and overwhelming. No, but your average like fucking central California shitty fireworks show could probably mostly be avoided. Yeah. So like you can't, you can't just put them all in one category. I think there, there are some good shows and I think the drone thing is a good example of like a new experience mm-hmm. like that. That's something where like, some towns, I kind of jealous that I don't know how my town's not in a drought. I feel like we should have a drone show. Maybe we're just too poor, but yeah, I would actually watch those fireworks though. Look right at that link I dropped in there. These are the type of fireworks I would actually watch. Yeah, let me but you got to go to Japan for it. God dang it, Bobby! This clip has a copyright. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Mashif, I might have to call you on the fact that like there are good fireworks shows, but yeah, your average midtown America fireworks show is probably bullshit and can be avoided. <laughs> but but yeah, like they gotta they gotta up their game or we gotta figure something else out. The drone stuff's pretty cool. Uh just to explain for those who are wondering, there are various towns throughout California, Arizona, Colorado uh, kind of the the West and Midwest who have decided not to do firework shows and are doing drone shows instead, specifically because of drought conditions. But I think I think the drone thing could become a thing. Traditionally, the reason we do fireworks, just so we can get historical on the 4th of July, is because they represent the bombs during, you know, the fight for our independence. The explode, the explosion, bombs bursting, explosions, the whole war, just you know that that that's kind of why we do the fireworks tradition is just like kind of a symbolic representation of us fighting for our freedom. But I don't know tradition. You know, you know, going back to legal fireworks and why they're so awesome. Illegal, right? Illegal. Oh. They're illegal in the United States. I don't know if they're illegal. They, they're probably illegal where this happened, too. So when I was on my mission in Brazil, I was in the missionary training center in the middle of Sao Paulo, Brazil. It's one of the largest cities in the world. If anyone wants to look it up and call me on it, Sao Paulo, Brazil is one of the greatest metropolitan areas on the planet. Because it's just, it's kind of like LA. It's just like cities on cities. And I was on the fifth floor of a building in the middle of Sao Paulo. There was a rainstorm happening. It was on New Year's. 
And in Brazil, they have these specific type of mortars where it launches like five or six M80s in the air that all explode. So it's a mortar that shoots them up in the air, though. So you hear a thum, boom, 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 thum, boom, 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 boom. And there was literally probably like half a million people in the city lighting all of those at the same time during a thunderstorm. It was one of the most like visceral experiences I've ever had in my entire life. And I feel like that's probably closer to what it would have been like to be in the middle of like a war zone. I, I maybe we can find a good like Sao Paulo New Year's video or something, but like I don't think we need all the lights. Like if you want to have the full blown war experience, just light off a bunch of M80s in the middle of a city. Like that 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 to me was like I had never experienced anything like that before, and it was pretty. Like I will never forget that night. It was pretty crazy. But drones are cool too. Drones just don't make enough noise. That's I, my biggest problem with the whole point of fireworks. The reason I told the whole story because the explosion is a part of the experience. The boom, like yeah. plus the sound delay is really cool too. Like whenever one of those really big one goes off, and then like three seconds later you actually hear the because of the sound delay. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna switch to drone shows, you better have something to compensate for the fact that nothing's actually exploding. So I hear what you want is we're going to blow up the drones. <laughs> we're going to put guns on the drones. Dude, strap some M1000s to the drones and, and just like each other. Yeah, or or yeah, some guns. Just put some some blanks. Every drone has like three blanks on it and throughout the show every once in a while they just fire off a blank. Like we need we need explosions. That's the whole point. You can't you can't simulate war without explosions. Like lights are not enough. <laughs> we need we need sound. That's a big that's a very important part of the experience. Yeah. Just saying. It's almost like those silent disco rave things where everyone's wearing headphones. Where everyone's wearing headphones? Yeah, and what good like- yeah, watching watching drone fireworks is like being the guy at a headphone rave without headphones. I don't understand those. My college did one of those. <laughs> They're like, bring your own headphones, listen to your own music, and they did it in the gymnasium, which is like it's a really big one, and because they use it for like things other than just like basketball court and stuff. And there's windows on it you can see from the ground floor because it's set underground, so it's like it goes into the ground like twenty five feet. So I'm walking by it, and I just see all these people dancing, but silence. I'm like, that's just weird. <laughs> yeah, you walk by and you're like, these fucking weirdos. That's the same. That's the same thing I would think yeah, of man. a bunch of people watching a drone light show. There's gotta be sound. People are like, what in the fucking fuck? <laughs> Headphone you know, like, raves, dude. Exist, yeah, man. like if you don't know what's happening down there, you're just like a bunch of people are dancing like, in zombies. silence. It's like it's like that one scene in. I am legend where he like turns the corner really quick. He's like, Oh, and like, it's all the zombies. Like, like, in the- <laughs> just like the Harlem shake. Like they're all know? just shaking, bouncing up and down. No. Yeah. They're called silent raves, right? Isn't that like the technical <laughs> term? Yeah. A silent rave, silent rave. There's some, there's some interesting, I've, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos about silent raves and 
Society is crumbling. We have headphone rapes. <laughs> They've been around for a long time, Mashif. Where you been, you old ass bitch? Um, yeah, like I like I understand why they do it. It's to like get around like issues with noisiness, but it's just yeah. like it's weird. Yeah. You don't you don't Well get no, the, like some of the the only way that they're interesting, I've seen some of them that are uh because it's not just like music where they actually have like there's specific time cues where they have everyone do specific things. Mm. So it's like, you know, at one minute and twenty seconds I'll be like, All right, now everybody put your right hand in the air and make this motion or everybody like blow bubbles at this point. Like, so there's like coordinated things that everyone's doing, even though they're isolated within their own headphones, everyone's kind of doing these coordinated actions. Yeah. And anyone who's not in the know, anyone who's not on that frequency listening on the headphones can't participate. So the whole point is like, you know, there's specific time cues where things happen that everyone else misses out on unless you're listening to the actual performance. Yeah. But how's it how does it work though? Like how are they streaming to them? Well, no that yeah, so uh, I'll post a video. We'll talk well, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I'll post it on the Discord like a lot of times they have a specific frequency on like the FM band that they're streaming to, or they'll just have like a specific MP3 and they'll make everyone start playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like, but the, yeah, the whole, the whole point is that everyone gets to the same point at the same time. And there's like certain coordinated actions or, or like things that happen that unless you're listening at the same time, you won't experience. It isn't interesting enough to explain on this podcast. I just did explain it, Mashif, you piece of shit. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about some other stuff now. Yes. So CDs are dying. Oh. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Even though from a purely auditory standpoint, if you want pure uncompressed audio in its purest form – CDs have been the best format ever that has existed. They're going to die. It's going to happen. I like CDs. I know, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break the news to you, but Best Buy has officially announced they're pulling CDs completely. Like these guys. Cassettes? Yeah, dude. As an audiophile, you're going to tell me, you hipster ass bitch. Oh, no. I have so many that I've scored at <laughs> Hiroshima, Providence. Look at these paper cranes on this guy. I'm yeah, calling him. Next to the laser disc, right? I, I'm calling him a hipster I while I cling on to my vinyl collection. But I actually do have a CD right here that someone sold at a shop. Do you know, uh, you know Crimson Sky, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is her. Uh, April Underwater is really good. Favorite track on it is Traveler. It's a little promo. Throwing that out, plug in some local artists. Heck yeah. I think that's that's cool, right? That's kosher. We can do that, right? I honestly, I have mixed feelings because I... About that or the CDs? No, about CDs in general. I mean, about I like cassettes. Come on, man. Like cassettes don't need to exist anymore. To be honest, like, well, I mean these are just still existing because I picked them up from thrift shops. But yeah, because you're a hipster, man. 
No, actually, it's just because there's a lot of music that isn't on CDs in certain shops. That no, I agree. Yeah, like I have a cassette that I wish I could find from an old friend from a band for because he's gone on to do big things, and I'm like, ah, I wish I still had that cassette because it doesn't exist anywhere else. Is it their band or? Uh, do you know Stephen Newfield? Yes. He was, uh, hey, Mike, Craig's brother, kind of. Anyway, I grew up in the same neighborhood as him, and I had an old cassette from one of the first Hey Mike releases ever, and I wish I still had it because there's tracks on that that you'll never find again. And I've actually hit him up on uh, social media, and like I've reconnected with him, and I'm like, dude, I, I used to have those tracks, and I want them again. And he's like, nah, I don't know, like. I'm not, I will. I'll probably never get the master tracks from him, but um, I, have so I don't know. Tracks. But that being said, I think CDs. I saw it coming for a long time. Like you walk through Target, and they've got like three or four aisles of CDs, and you're just like, why? Like, why are CDs still a thing? Because it's CDs are digital audio. And if someone really wants to release like lossless audio, there's FLAC format. There's, I don't know, but For it CD, seems like though, it's only 16 bit though, so it's not the highest bit depth. But I mean, it's the best that you can on like a on a physical format. format. Yeah, CD is the best audio quality you can get in a physical format. Period. Mm-hmm. And the fact that vinyl's making a comeback is really interesting because it's analog, right? Like that I like that's the big thing is like the whole digital versus analog. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the thing though is my question is if they're that that's as an audio engineer. So you're recording something, let's say if they even recorded it analog, right? Cuz analog is actually like it's organic, like it's not like digital. But then it's being processed digitally. They're exporting it digitally and then shooting it back out analog unless they're using all analog hardware. So like record, then mix, master, add the effects, and then shoot it back out analog to then the vinyl. Like that, that's cool. But I could see, I don't I don't see in this day and age with how quick every everybody wants stuff out and how commercial everything is that they're going to be doing it that way because it's like, what's even the point? Because you're going to be putting a digital format on an on and a digital format format on an analog format. So it's like you're you're losing clarity and like, in a way, bit depth by by doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. So it's like it's not like it's better. But I don't think it's better or worse. I think people just want their hipsters. No, I mean, I I don't think it's just hipsters. I think it has something to do with just like the physical visceral experience. Yeah. Because like if everything goes like, I don't know. I have a massive DVD collection. Even though I probably could just buy all my movies on Amazon or whatever, but like there's something about physical media that just means something to people other than other than just the pure 
quality of it. Like the like that menu I designed for that hookah lounge. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, I was it, expecting it, to get a piece of paper that was laminate, like uh, with a laminate over it, and I'm like, man, like it just doesn't. That doesn't fit like how it feels when you go into this place because it feels like there's like a sense of purpose and like family and culture and like all this stuff. And he's like very grassroots, doesn't want to like spend money on advertising. It's only yeah mouth, and it's just like the really diehard people that go in there every week. And I was like, when Brian shot me that idea, he's like, dude, should try printing these on wood. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's a way better idea. And it's like, it would be a physical thing. Talking to your mic, bye. It would be a physical (laughs) thing instead of, uh, you know, just like a little rinky dink piece of paper that everyone posts um, or prints menus or other advertisements on. No, that that wood menu is very cool. Yeah. But the reason it's cool is because it's literally a piece of wood that you can pick up and hold. Like Yeah. And I think that there's something to be said for that. Like as mm-hmm. much as like music is 90% an auditory experience, yeah. like there there's something to be said for like picking up a piece of vinyl and just sitting it on the thing and like watching the needle go over and drop down and like start playing something and you hear all those little pops and cracks and imperfections yeah and like you know i posted in my irl channel a while ago like vinyl there used to be a whole artistic approach to like albums like uh we have the jazz vinyl from uh from queen okay the jazz it's one of their most famous albums has lots of their popular songs on it. And one of the most famous, uh, inserts in a vinyl is anyone who knows anything about queen. They talk about, you know, they have a song called, you know, bicycle bicycle. And they talk about fat bottom girls. Like those are two very popular things in the queen subculture. Well, in the jet, one of the insert for the jazz vinyl, is a is a full fold out like panorama picture of like three hundred women naked on bicycles. Whoa! <laughs> and like it was it was the insert for the vinyl for the Queen jazz album. Like stuff like that is just like I don't know. There's there's something about that when you pull that insert out and for the first time you fold it open and you're like, oh shit, it's just a bunch of naked chicks on bikes. Or like uh, this record I found at a thrift shop. Can you read that? I think your dad would actually dig this. Let's see. Hold on. What's the so- the professional approach to disco dance instruction? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And I think that says my, uh, what is it? Night moves, night moves. That's what it says in this weird, crazy. Yeah. Night moves. But yeah, like I was saying, it came with like the insert, like the instructional booklet has this cool old font on it. And I guess this is the, wait, where's the dance? The dance instructor is this guy. D Terrio. Nice. Look at that hair. Look at that pose. Okay. And then yeah, it has like all the dance moves. So we have the four count knee walk. <laughs> seen that move before. Or the lead and follow. So this is the one to do with the lady. Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about though, because my dad Twisters. like 
I remember he, he I had a growing up, I had a full two by six. It was from an insert from a vinyl that was like breakdance moves, broken down like move by move. And that was from a vinyl insert from like, because my dad was a DJ. So, yeah, you know that, Mashif, or uh, Swa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I don't know, there's something cool about like those physical and vinyl because it was so big that you could do, because CDs had the inserts too, but they were so small. Yeah. But there's just something about pulling in a, a fucking poster out of your vinyl insert. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is big like enough to. Off the wall is like the whole, we actually have it here. I'm not going to touch it because it's like, it's not that it's falling apart. It's actually in pristine condition, but. Yeah, it's the original pressing and release of Off the Wall. Yeah, Not the cool. the the most expensive vinyl I ever bought was a Dark Side of the Moon in almost mint condition with all the inserts and stickers and everything. Oh man. I won't ask how much it was. Don't worry about it. Ask. Don't worry about it. <laughs> too much. <laughs> if you got to ask, it's too much. <laughs> so, also in other news, um, coffee's good for you. Did you oh, guess? is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> not quite hey, sure these days. Where'd our uh, group go on Discord? Do we not have it any? Oh, no, wait, never mind. Here it is. It, no, it's still there. Uh, yeah, no, so science is, the jury's still out. It goes back and forth week by week. One week, uh, wine is good for you, and then it's not, and then it is, and then it's not. But yeah, apparently, uh... Coffee's good for you right now, so until until science says otherwise, you should probably just drink a lot of coffee. So much. Just drink all the coffee, guys. Good for yeah. you. The study says, "Okay, we found that people who drink two to three cups per day had about 12% lower risk of death <laughs> compared to non-coffee drinkers. During the decade-long study. It was only a decade long? How are you going <laughs> to... I feel like a decade is not enough time to fully claim anything. You'd be surprised what passes in statistics. <laughs> I guess. Like, a lot of people always say, like, they only tested, like, 20 people. But, like, the, the statistical rule about that is that you have to have... You can't, no, it's when you're testing against a population, you can't exceed 10% of the population and five is good enough. Like a past five, that's good enough. There's a lot of, because statistics is a very new science. So there's a lot of stuff that they're just like, eh, it works right now. And we've tested it a lot of times. So it's probably fine. <laughs> like I remember the the greatest thing I learned in my statistics class was for one calculation, you multiply it by 1.5. And when we learned why 1.5, the answer was one was too small and two was too large. There you go. Just right in the middle. There was a video here. I was going to play it, but I can't seem to make Speaking it. Speaking of coffee, I might actually have this. Uh, this is my second coffee pack from beta testing for cartel coffee in... <laughs> Arizona. I got a lot of little trinkets and a lot of things. Ah, gosh. Let's see. What's this? Hang on. Cartel coffee sounds like there's cocaine in your coffee. <laughs> I think there might be. It's a great picking <laughs> up, Jimmy. 
Where'd yeah, the video go? There was a video here. I was going to play it because it talked about how, like, coffee itself is not bad, but, like, the problem is that people fill their coffee with, like, cream and sugar and shit. Oh, and, all the uh, time. Yeah. I drink. And that's that's the real stream. problem. But I can't get the. Where's the video? It's not loading. Just uh, probably reload the page, or did you? I did. I already did that. I'm a man. I'm. I'm. It's. It just. It's. Oh, you're using Firefox. That's the problem. Oh wait, it started loading. Oh wait, never mind. It looked like it was. I, I use Firefox for all things not personal related. Um... So yeah. Anyway, everyone should just drink a lot of coffee because it's good for you. Just don't put a lot of cream and sugar in it, and you're fine. Yeah, also, don't buy CDs because they're. Don't buy that CD, especially that one. <laughs> that one that's in the picture. I have. I listened to it, and I'm like, this is not. You know what? We need. We need to go full circle because James put told me something today that blew my mind. I didn't know this was a thing. James, you want? Know do you want to tell us about uh, the channel that you found and what? What? Oh, that thing! Oh. I was like, "What are you talking?" It's like Jimmy. I say a lot of things. I know <laughs> like, you got to point me in the right. I, I'm pointing you. I'm pointing you right now. Here it is. So yeah, how it's made has a YouTube channel where they upload all their episodes every day. That's amazing. I used oh, to watch Lord. that. What what was it originally on? Was that a PBS show or was that a... Oh, like I was talking about that. I remember on Mr. Rogers, they had a few segments. Um, randomly, they would have them. Yeah, where... no, Mr. Rogers used to have like where he'd go to a warehouse or, or like a factory or whatever and watch it. No, How It's Made was an actual show, but I don't remember what network it was originally on. Mm-hmm. Like the most recent one, because they still have all the watermarks on it. So like, looks like Discovery. The most one was, yeah, Discovery Science Channel, that yeah. kind of stuff. But they just basically came out. By the way, be my kids. I'm so glad you're here. I haven't seen you in a while. Hello and welcome. I meant to acknowledge you earlier. Thank you for the resub to the channel. But uh. Pardon me while I chew my ice. How it's made. I used to watch all their videos. And um, it's official. They're releasing all of that shit on YouTube. Which is awesome. Hopefully it's ad supported. Almost back to normal, I think. Dude, that's good news. How It's Made documentary television series that premiered on July 6, 2001 on Science in the U.S. and Discovery Channel in Canada. You caught me. I'm Canadian. There you go. (laughs) If no one's ever watched How It's Made, they go super duper in-depth on how to make all kinds of shit. And it's it's really, really interesting. No, no, Jimmy. Not how to make. How It's Made. I mean, technically, if you wanted to, you could make your own. If you, <laughs> oh no! I mean, depending on the episode, because I remember they have one where it's like, "How do they make uranium?" And I was like, "What?" And it's like, well, once you have this like half a million dollar equipment, you're on your way. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, you know, whether it's Snickers, Jawbreakers. Matches mm-hmm. the matches ones. I've watched that one before. It's pretty good. I said magnets, really milk, ketchup, 
pasta. There's so many episodes on here already. You keep scrolling and the I'll infinite scroll just keeps going. There's so many episodes. Fluorescent tubes, helicopters, liquor. Oh, my God. What was that one with the eyeball? Laser eye surgery. Hey, that's a one for you. Yeah, man. There's, it's it's endless. Definitely how it's made. I'm going to, like, this is going to be, I'm probably just going to have this on whenever I fall asleep every night. <laughs> Taking in all the knowledge. Yeah, I'm gonna fall asleep and what just like like through osmosis, like- I'm gonna be just like, Hey, you need some matches? I got that shit. I'm gonna make it for you. I know how. <laughs> Sorry. You're gonna wake up yeah. like from your sleep and like be performing LASIK eye surgery. Like <laughs> what is going what happened? Ketchup comes from ketchup plants. How hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> It's just little plants that squirt out, just pure ketchup, just already salted and cooked. And <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I always I... like these videos because it's like one of the big things I like is like because I I like factory production games. That's why I like Factorio. Yeah, so seeing these videos and then seeing like how specialized the hardware is to like make the things is so crazy. That right. someone was like, okay. I need a device that's gonna make that's gonna make canned corn. How am I gonna do this? <laughs> and then it had like corn conveyor belts and like a machine that strips the 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 corn from like the rest of the from the rest of the cob. And it's like, who thought of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right before we started the stream, he was like, I just learned how corn is made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like this corn, it's picked and canned in less than 10 hours. It's like, what? <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Such efficiency. But like you said, it's so specialized. Like mm-hmm. those machines do nothing but the specific task of creating canned corn. I, I think these videos are just being left here so that when we're all wiped off the face of the earth and there's like that one guy <laughs> left... They'll like know how to rebuild the world with Yeah, but he fire. has to have internet access. This is true. <laughs> so he wakes up in a room with a computer. Hopefully YouTube has a really good backup somewhere that <laughs> that can inject videos into bunkers a hundred yards underground. They're all saved on saved on CDs that were thrown away. <laughs> But no, like, honestly, like, this this channel is going to be a staple for a while. I'm going to watch. In fact, watch. You guys can all witness me hit the subscribe button right now. Oh, hey, speaking of cassette, and you're still you're going to still call me a hipster for this. But check out what I found at Goodwill like four years ago. So wait one second. And my nerd is going to show again. Very hard. I hate him so much. I wonder what it could be. <laughs> it's like the headphones are wireless, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I, me talking shit. I have a vinyl really collection, and I'm talking really gonna, shit about his his hey, cassette collection. You're really gonna hate me for this, all right? So, all if right. you if you show me a if if you show me a Hello Dolly cassette right now, no, what? I'm gonna punch okay. you in your I'm dick. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna slowly bring this up. Oh wait, that's not in frame. Yeah, let's go, go all chat so I can see it. 
Can you see this? Can you see it? Do you know what that is from far away? Oh, that's Star Wars. Is that is that is that VHS Star Wars box set? It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. Look, original CBS Fox broadcast of all of them. Are you proud so, of yourself? I want to say because these are unaltered. No, yeah, they don't have all the digital bullshit added to them. Yeah, so there's like literally lightsaber fight. Me, with my stick. kids just said literally the best versions. <laughs> exactly. They are. I do have a box set of Star Wars, but yeah, they're like the digitally enhanced ones that have all that shit. Uh, get it out of here. Enhanced. But look at the artwork, though, dude. It's like the original. It's the original artwork. I cannot hold the box and do all this at the same time. No, yeah, I I respect you. I respect you for the that collection. There you go. There you go. You're not gonna call me a hipster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're still a hipster, but I respect you. I, I respect your collection. It's like Star Wars now. That's mainstream. <laughs> now it is. I know, right? So real quick, a couple things I want to gloss over. Um, Do it. I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, there, there's a really crazy, like, trippy-ass game coming out called We Happy Few. I don't know if you heard about finally this. finally coming out? No. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, we got we got the the Steam page up here. It's in early access, uh, or it's not. It's almost in early access. It has not come out officially, but so they submitted it to the Australia board. And for those who don't know, Australia has become extremely strict in the last like ten years with games in general, and they straight up shut the game down completely, and said no, this game will not be released in our country. Blah blah blah. Well, they appealed it, and they've been fighting it, and eventually they got an appeal, and it has been approved for 18-plus in Australia, which is kind of a big deal because, like, there's – you can go you, – you I'm not going to look it up for you guys, but you can Google it. There's a there's a lot of games that have been completely denied or shut down in Australia for mm-hmm. for their content. And uh we happy few has fought it multiple times and they finally got an appeal that said okay 18 plus the game will be released but only adults can buy it. We happy few is a crazy game. It looks really interesting and I'm really excited about it. Um and it'll be interesting to see. I didn't even it didn't even seem offensive. That's great swa music. What? Yeah. Oh. Oh, he said uh, much better. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. So Ninja, you kind of missed the beginning of the podcast where we talked about how swa music uh has he had two jobs. He quit one of his jobs so he could focus on music again. So he's going to start streaming. We're going to we're going to get him uh we're going to I when he starts streaming again, we got to give him all the support we can. We got to get him affiliated so he can start making that money. But he also has a Fiverr account. Swa, feel free to repost that Fiverr link. If anyone wants like a little one minute or two minute, five minute jingle or whatever for your channel, for your YouTube, for your whatever, uh, hit him up. That's why he's here tonight. We're here to talk about Swa and how awesome he is. Wait. 
Raph, I see your messages. It was in early access, and they have stopped being able to buy it till it's released. Oh, okay. So it was in early access. Okay, yeah. cool. That's why I asked, like, oh, it's finally getting released? Because I remember hearing about this, like, years ago. And then it was pretty big. Like, people were, like, crazy about it. And then it just disappeared. And then I remember I saw a video a couple of weeks ago about it. And I was like, oh, that game's still alive? Yeah, it's still alive. Uh, I think a lot of their time and energy has been spent on this whole case that they've been fighting in Australia, which mm-hmm. surprises me. I don't know how many people are actually going to buy it in Australia, but they won. So it, it has an Australia release officially. Um, we'll watch a quick trailer here. It looks pretty cool. It's definitely unique. Oh. Reminds me of uh, Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange, a little bit, yeah. Oh. Cloudy oh. chance. I want you to have fish. Got you. This looks awesome. You have no right to touch me. You look like a bang breakfast. Pretty trippy. And yearning shall avail me not. Alice. You. Are you sure it's safe to get that close? Move along, please. What's done is done. <laughs> Very good. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <sighs> joy is the happy pills. Yeah, no, I, I. I've seen a lot, some content for the game, so I know generally what what it's about. But I'm I'm excited at the prospect of Australia finally being like, all right, Rated cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the whole reason Australia mature. said no was because they said like there was too much focus on Truth the drug use the thing. Enemy. Right. When it's like there's a whole bunch of other things they could like talk about, but they focus mostly on that drug use in the game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm excited for it. It's probably it's early access, but it's probably one that I'll pick up. Speaking of which, uh, you have less than 24 hours until the Steam sales end. 15. 
Oh, 16, really. I got to tell me. Doesn't it end? It, it ends at 10 a.m. Pacific? That's usually. Yep. So if there's any games you guys want, you better get them on Steam right now. Uh, I'm going to put a few plugs out there real quick. I just bought this game. It's not on sale. It's $10. It's early access. So fuck you guys. Don't worry about it. It's not on sale. It's just a Steam game that's good. It's called Blazing Beaks. Uh, it's a roguelike. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's in early access. I hope it gets better, but if you feel like supporting a good project with solid mechanics and really interesting gameplay, you should check it out. The main, the main system that they go for in this game is basically you pick up artifacts throughout the levels and each artifact is a curse. It does something negative to you, but the more artifacts you pick up, the more chance you have of upgrading the next time you find a shop. So you basically just you pick up as many artifacts as you can and endure as many curses as you can so that you can get more upgrades later on. So it's a greed-based game. It's actually a really interesting mechanic. It's fun. It's called Blazing Beaks. I played it yesterday. You can go check out the VOD. Another one that is on sale during the Steam sales, it's called Steam World Dig 2. It's a traditional Metroidvania uh I heard SteamWorld Dig 1 is really good, but mm-hmm. I never played it. And everyone said, if you if you never played the first one, uh, don't bother because SteamWorld Dig 2 mechanically is better in every way. Like, it's just a better game story-wise, mechanically. Like, there is some backstory you're going to miss if you don't play the first one first. But everyone said you're really not missing too much if you just go straight to steam world dig two like they'll fill in the blanks and it's a it's a fantastic metroidvania supposedly it's like six to eight hours of gameplay which is pretty good for metroidvania and it's uh it's only 13 dollars ish so supposedly it's a solid I, I bought it. I played it a little bit, and I really enjoyed it. So, what are you, are you guys playing anything? You got any recommendations before the Steam sales end? I don't know if it's on sale, but I should buy it. But I have it on an emulator because <gasps> it still retains its 16-bit likeness that I grew up with and loved. But it's uh, full throttle. That's like my favorite game of all time. Oh, what's the remake? There's a new Full Throttle coming out. What's it called? Uh, well, wait, an actual one? Or yeah, and there's a new game like... coming out. Uh, that it that is because people have been wanting a new Full Throttle forever. No. Yeah, there's a new game that fits that genre. What? I thought uh, they just remastered it. Well, no, there's yeah, there's the remaster. Is that the one I'm thinking of? But yeah, I thought there pretty... was a whole nother no that one that one's different full throttle that one's like a click adventure is that the one you're talking yeah, about Yeah that's the one I'm talking about yeah Oh yeah Which what's the one I'm thinking of I don't know but Yeah I don't know if I like it in the the remaster though I mean it still looks oh yeah they like change the shape of stuff I'm watching a video right now and I'm kind of like eh. I can see why they did it to make everything clearer, but. When I'm 
But it, so it's a so it's a uh, it's made by Double Fine. For those who don't know, Double Fine is a studio that uh, does primarily RPG like click adventures, like click adventure RPG games. But they remastered Full Throttle, and so that t- that's your game, that's your shit right there. But it's originally Lucas Arts. That's why I love it too. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's Double Fine that's is the subject. one that's kind of taken ownership of a lot of those old click games. Yeah. Loom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, all those ones are so amazing. I just like I love the artwork too. I think that's a big part of it. Just yeah, that. no, I, I I get you, man. I played a lot of the old King's Quest games. Okay, cool, cool. The old cool. Sierra, like King's Quest two through five, man. That was my shit. Yeah, dude, it's it's really good too because it has a lot of problem solving where you just have to like click around literally on everything like Machinarium. Yeah, a bit, in a way, I That's love like a- Machinaria is a good game. That's a good click adventure for sure. Um, have you played? I don't know if it's on any other platform, but have you played Inside? Yes, I played through Inside on my stream. That game is insane, dude. Yeah. The end of that, like the the. the... Oh, dude, well, I haven't I haven't gotten to the end yet. <gasps> okay, I won't ruin it. <laughs> okay, don't. don't, don't. <laughs> I was like, ah! dude, the end of that game is crazy. It's it's really good. There's some twists and turns. There's some Shyamalan shit. Oh no! It gets good at the end. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, I played legit VR last night. By the way, too. Yeah, dude. Oh, it, was that at Brian's studio? Or what? Oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah. Ah, I gotta hit up Brian. I gotta get him on the podcast. We gotta get Brian in here. This did you make it happen? Because it's just like he can he can get on right when he's at the shop. Yeah, and like totally stream, and it's just trying to catch him. Uh, for anyone out there uh, who doesn't know, so. I, Swa is a friend of mine in real life. We grew up in the same town. We have a we have a mutual friend. Uh, his name is Brian. I won't give you his last name, but he owns a creative studio, and he's got like like a hundred inch like projector on the wall. He's got like three D. He's got three uh, D printers. He's got like large scale printers and laser etching and. He's just got this huge creative warehouse where he does all kinds of crazy shit. Um, and I've been there multiple times. Swa works with him occasionally, but like, he's a he's a super interesting dude. I'd love to get him on here one of these days. But let's but see. We laser we laser etched this. Speaking of laser etching, yeah, hold so that did up. This last night, so I designed this guy. Back it up a little then, bit. And then Brian's like, "Hey, you know that's what? laser etched in wood." Yeah, he's like, you know what? That'd be really cool if you brought them this. And I'm like, dude, let's do it. So that's their full menu and everything, just etched in wood. The the laser etched uh, um, business cards that he that he did were pretty cool too. Yeah, that's did he do some for you? No, I see. But he had his own. He had like some metal laser etched like business cards. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, who does that? But anyway. Uh, Brian, <laughs> James, I need your game recommendations for uh, stream first for Steam before the sale ends tomorrow. What should we buy? <laughs> Anything VR. <laughs> I mean, if you don't own Beat Saber, definitely grab that. Oh, Beat Saber? 
Yeah, Beat Saber. Yeah, that's the VR. That's it's, like the big VR title right now. Yeah, I think Brian VR already has that. Lightsaber Dude, I game. played that, yeah. But that's the like, one I really got lost in was Res Infinite. Oh my god, it's so amazing in VR, dude. Oh, like he's like, if you feel the slightest bit sick, and I was like, I was like, nope, I don't. But I was kind of feeling like, I was like, this is a lot for my brain to process right now. But I just, I plowed through it, and it got better. And but it's just amazing seeing everything, like all the geometrical shapes and all the like eyes of Horus and the pyramids and stuff. It was just freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah, that game is. Speaking of what, is that one on sale? I don't know. Let's see. Because I tried opening Steam and then it like totally ate up my bandwidth for some reason and like kicked me off the stream. It's because Steam is, everyone's like buying their last minute games before the sale ends. What else, James? Tell me. All right. So if you don't own Grand Theft Auto V, <laughs> that's 67% off. The multiplayer, oh, it's an absolute pay to win scheme. So don't play that. But the single player, player, yeah. The single player is still a great campaign. Rocket League's 10 bucks. (gasps) Oh, yeah, there's Rocket League. I I don't have it. So GTA 5 is only $19.79 on Steam right now. That's pretty good. Oh, my God. Dark Souls 3, if you've been waiting for that, 75% off. So that's $15. Wow. Let's see. What else can I find here? Euro Truck Simulator 2. Oh, Enter the Gungeon. That one's still on sale, so that's a good one. Jimmy owns that one, though. Gungeon, no, but it's not about me. It's about the viewers. Nino Kuni 2. Keep going. I'll be right back. Great one. See, if you're in a platformers, Dustin, Elsie, and Tail is only four bucks. Dang, Nino Kuni 2, though. I haven't even finished the first one. Oh man, Nino Cooney. That one, my friend Sasha played that. He was like, "There's so much content, James. I'm never gonna finish it." <laughs> he just had well, to yeah, put it down and walk one. away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wait, what? Okay, Steam Link is only two fifty. What yes. the heck? It's the controller that's still expensive. Not quite sure why, but I How have both. How much is the controller? It's like thirty-five bucks. That's not. That's not that bad. Yeah, like compared to like an Xbox, that's like fifty, sixty. It's a I nice controller. It just has like a little bit of a learning curve, like getting used to it. But Steam lets you remap like all the buttons and everything, so you can oh, like do it for almost every game. Oh, I love that! I love that ability. Um, uh, I don't know. If, I, I mean, I'm not a huge Assassin's Creed person, but I had been waiting for the longest for them to come out one in Egypt. Have you played Origins? I haven't. It looks amazing, though, mm-hmm. and I watched gameplay, but I don't know if. Oh, it's only thirty bucks. But there's the gold edition, which is fifty bucks. And what's that come with? Oh, does it just come with all the DLC? I don't think I really need all that. All right. Oh, there's a good one. Slay the Spire. Ooh. Dollars and seven cents. Have you played Origins, Jimmy? Origins. Assassin's yeah. Creed. Assassin's Creed. 
That's the only one I would ever want to play. I honestly have never gotten into the Assassin's Creed games. Me either, but I'm a big Egypt dude. I'm Uh. big on ancient Egypt and whatnot. So... But Slay the Spire for ten dollars is pretty good. Mm-hmm. That Watch game has Dogs two is much replayability. Slay the Spire. Let's see. I'm looking at it right now. It's a card-based RPG. It's a duck builder. Let's see. Hyperlight Drifter. Have you played that one? Hyperlight Drifter is pretty game. cool. I, I've I never played it, it, but I watched someone play it, and it was really good. Yeah, I have it. Maybe it was me that you watched. I don't know. Let's see, Neo. Uh, it was no, it was Food Cat, Mister uh, Mister yeah, Never shows up anymore. <laughs> yeah, Neo is forty percent off if you're in a Weeb Dark Souls. What? What is it? Weeb Dark Souls. <laughs> Neo. Neo. O H. And I. O H. I like the your definition. Weeb Dark Souls. That's perfect. <laughs> We dark. It's basically, souls. what funny. it is like. There's that that new. What, a, like I don't want to just keep calling these games like it's the this of Dark Souls. Like no, it it's similar to Dark Souls. It's <laughs> no, it's literally like the Asian Dark Souls. It's li- like Pretty I've much. seen the gameplay. It's like your Dark Souls, but it's set in, like, it's basically it's like, it's the whole story of the Western samurai. But what if we made like the demons and the spirits? Those are real, right? Because okay. there was okay. like the character you play as like did actually exist. It's just like a version of that story, right? Did you see Sheep's post in uh, IRL on the Discord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I get some fireworks, buying shitty legal fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, I don't know. Steam sale is going to end. Mm-hmm. So make sure whatever you guys want, you buy it. Blazing Beaks and Steam World Dig are my two picks for this week. So we happy few. I can't even get into the. I can't even. How do I play it? I can't, it, it's not, it doesn't even let me click to, I can't even add it to cart. There's no, <coughs> I don't know. Can't play it till they release unless you torrent an alpha version. All right. Well, Rathabong, <laughs> I was going to play it and review it. But I guess we'll just have to wait on that one. Dang, Grim Fandango's only two ninety nine right now. Mm-hmm. So many sales right now. By the way, I went. You know, after our conversation from last week, you know where I went this week? I went to GameStop. Uh, those are still around. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're on their <laughs> they're on their way out, but. We went to GameStop, and because uh, Lady Navio has been itching to play Detroit, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, you know what, let's go to GameStop and see if we can get a used copy. We went to GameStop. The used copy was fifty-five dollars. What? 
I was like, what the fuck, dude? The game is $5 literally $5 off, Jimmy. It's what $5 off a of retail. <laughs> and and then well, and they have their policy right now, you buy one, you get one free or buy two, get one free. Mm-hmm. So we got we found Detroit and we found uh God of War. And we could we literally spent like an hour trying to find a third game that was actually worth that much and we just like eventually gave up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how are you gonna sell a used game for five dollars less than retail? I mean I guess people still want it, but Mm-hmm. It surprised me how few copies of Detroit are out there because we tried to rent Detroit from Redbox. The only place we could find Detroit at Redbox was like all the way across town, like 15, 20 minutes away. And we're just like, what? Like, <laughs> why? I, I, I don't know. I just, it was surprising to me that. GameStop's still charging that much for it, and yet Redbox only has like three copies in the whole city. I just I want Lady Navio to be able to play Detroit without spending sixty dollars for it. How's uh how's PUBG? You got it mixed, or no? Mixed feelings. Okay. Have you played many battle royales? No. So there's the the genre. Oh, go. I'm sorry. I was going to say the genre has become more and more crowded because PUBG was kind of the first one to just like explode. So that generally, so the the modern day battle royale consists of like a whole bunch of people dropping into a map and fighting each other. And the mm-hmm. map is large, and you find weapons, you find armor, blah, blah, blah. It's like a giant-ass death match, but when you die, you're dead. You don't respawn. Okay. So PUBG was kind of the first one to kind of streamline the whole player mode. There was, there's, you know, there's been H1Z1, and there's been mods for other games and whatnot, but PUBG was the first one. So Player Unknowns is like he's a well-known guy who worked on the Arma, one of the first versions of this for the Arma engine, and then he eventually just broke away and like started developing his own game. So that's where Player Unknowns Battlegrounds came from, and it was like the first traditionally like the actual first battle royale where you. You parachute in, you find guns, and then you, everyone just fights until there's only one person left. Got and it. then immediately after that, F- Fortnite decided Arma 3 was the one who created Battle Royale. Yeah, it wasn't Arma 3. It was a mod for Arma 3. So then as soon as uh, PUBG started finding success, uh, Fortnite, which was a completely different game, like it's it's like a tower defense team type game. Hey, Save the World still exists. Save it's the just World overshadowed by its much more profitable. Yeah, so Fortnite Fortnite only had one mode originally. It was Save the World, and it's basically like you team up with other people, and it's like it's almost like a tower defense game where you're defending against zombies. Mm-hmm. But then they used that engine to create Fortnite Battle Royale. So, and then they made it free. 
So the reason that Fortnite won like from day one is because it was free, whereas PUBG was like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Like free is free. You can't compete with free, and that's why that's why League of Legends won versus all of their MOBA competitors. That's like the first person to come out with a free game that doesn't suck generally wins. And that's mm-hmm. why the Fortnite Battle Royale kicked everyone's ass because it objectively was better than PUBG in many ways and it was free. And then from there you had a lot of other interesting games. Like Darwin Project was one that I really liked that really kind of they went more uh they they actually tried to make a game that was as close to uh Hunger Games as possible. Mm-hmm. Which is like when you think of Battle Royale, like Hunger Games comes to mind, right? Like that's like one of the first yeah, traditional, like when you think of, okay, a bunch of people dropped into an area and they got to survive. Hunger Games, other than the movie, the only two movies you think of are the actually literal movie Battle Royale or Hunger Games. And I think Darwin Project, in my opinion, comes the closest to an actual Hunger Games experience as far as, like, you get a bow and arrow, you get a shovel or an axe or whatever, and you got to craft your own shit. You got to just basically survive, but there's someone who is the overlord who's trying to close areas and, like, I don't know. Like, Darwin Project is the most... Hungry Games experience that has been devised, in my opinion. And then, uh, what was the, what was that one that failed immediately? Lasted for like a month. Uh, No Man's Sky. No, that no, like in a, the in the battle week. royale genre. That was like the first day. I'm thinking of um, uh, uh, art. No. <laughs> Battle Royale specifically, uh, Heights, something. Oh, Radical Heights. Radical Heights. That game was dog shit. <laughs> game died so fast. Radical Heights was like a Battle Royale based in the 80s. Oh, wow. Which I wish it wouldn't have sucked because I love it, the 80s. I love everything <laughs> about the 80s, but it, the game just tanked immediately. And then the most recent one that came out that actually has a lot of promise is Realm Royale. Hmm. My biggest concern with Realm Royale, and we've had this conversation multiple times, is the developer making it. Because they have shit on so many games that I loved. So if they cannot make the same mistakes that they've made with Paladins and uh, basically every game they've ever released is they've made poor decisions. But to me, an indication that Realm Royale actually has potential is the fact that I got Gator Pete to play that game with me for like an entire night we played like we played Realm Royale all night one night 
And he's like, dude, I, I just want to keep playing this game. He's like, usually I'd be sick of this by now, but I just want to keep playing. He had a great time. He had a lot of fun. We played Realm Royale for hours, and he just wanted to keep playing. Hmm. So, so Realm Royale. Realm Royale. It's free to play. It has a ton of potential, and I hope that they can iron out the kinks and find a a monetization model that doesn't suck. Out of all of the Battle Royale games, I personally would probably play Darwin Project or Realm Royale. I have zero desire to play PUBG. I have almost zero desire to play Fortnite. Darwin yeah. Project and Realm Royale, I think, for me personally, have a lot of potential. Let's see. Let's look at this here, Realm Royale. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Let's shut that sound off, though. What the? What do you mean? Live. Oh, there's a dude playing it. Oh, that's Yeah. Cool. For, we don't know why Steam's been doing that, but it's been like, hey, you want to watch a stream? And it's like, no, I want to buy something. You know what? I had a cool idea that I wanted to pitch to Twitch. Huh, that's funny. Pitch Twitch. Uh, and it'll be on this podcast. Well, I don't know. Because it sounds like a really good idea that Twitch has just not done. Hey, like, we have million-dollar ideas all the time on this podcast. So, But I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't, like how, how is it that you're accepted to like go to Twitch Studios? Like, do you just like show up and be like, hey, I want a tour. Or, I, I've got an idea. Here's this NDA that you got to sign before. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's a really good idea, and I have not seen it yet, and I don't know why they haven't done it yet. Spit it out, bitch! Seems like it'd be... I don't know, man. I think it's too good of an idea to like actually... No, I want to hear it. Live uh, exclusive. I know. I don't know. You, you don't think anybody will try and gank the idea? There's like four people listening to this right now, so I don't think you need to worry about it. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. It's a really good idea. All right, well... Okay, so this is this is where the idea gets lost, and then someone's gonna steal it. So here we go. Um, so essentially, just like you pay your normal subscription with Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. But now what you do is on top of that, let's say, oh, I don't want to drop fifty bucks on said game, blah blah blah, or you know, twenty bucks on said game, blah blah blah. Your subscription includes being able to download the game but only to access and watch the game in real time so what that does is that lowers the bandwidth uh, requirement and so the person is actually watching the game in high quality the only thing being sent over an internet connection through a video player that's being streamed is the key commands to the game and the audio going into the stream does that make sense? Or is that too much? So playing the game over a stream, you mean? Yeah, playing the game over stream. So you can actually move around three-dimensionally, move the camera, because it's, I mean, you have control over the actual game, you know? I think they did something similar in Dota, but it was never deployed that way. Like, they never went any further. It was just like you could watch the game if you had the game. Um, and all it was were the key commands being sent over the live game 
you know does that make sense because then that totally like you have bandwidth available to then let's say actually stream the game or do other stuff that require higher bandwidth i don't know this is an idea i had because it's like that's that's one of the main issues that we always run into is bandwidth issues because you're streaming actual video being encoded and captured and then that's also a lot of load on the gpu at the same time so i don't know see it's a good idea right it's not a bad idea you're talking about playing a game over a stream or are you talking about just just spectating so it's like you still you're still Twitch would still be making money off of people spectating, but they would have only when they'd have their subscription, would they be able to download the full game and watch the game in real time in the actual. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking about, so you're talking about how in Dota um, in the Dota client, you can, you can basically watch a game, but you can still move the camera around. You can do all that shit. Yeah. yeah, Dota still has that, where you can watch a game in real time, and but it's in the client. It's not through but video. It's only that it's, game. It's only that game, though, right? Right. Yeah. But so now, see, this is yeah. So you're saying like you're talking about a service where you could watch games in real time inside the client, so you could download the game client and you could watch the game through a service mm-hmm. and have control of like cameras or what, like depending on the game would depend on what controls you have over watching it. Exactly. Yeah. But wrath of bong makes a good point. He says the problem is that every game would have to have that feature. Yeah. So there's a lot of development that would have to go into making something like that possible because but- yeah. I mean the only the only capability that I think that would have to be added is that from who's hosting the game the only thing that they're having to send out like upload and download through the server is just their key commands. That's it. And if they choose to share the audio, which that that doesn't take much bandwidth either. Yes and no cuz like depending on the game, the Dota thing is not from a specific player's perspective. You're actually connecting to the game with your client mm-hmm. as a, as a uh, spectator, mm-hmm. and that's why you're able to like you're not you're not an actual you're not connecting as one of the players. It's like a whole nother <laughs> feature that they added to the client as a spectator. So like having that having the whole spectator infrastructure would have to be a part of that game whatever game it is. Yeah. But I think I as a spectator though that's just like a camera moving around, right? Yeah, but that has to be programmed. Yeah. That's what that's what Wrath is saying is like mm-hmm. a lot of games don't have that capability built into them at all like they'd have to build the whole infrastructure for someone to be able to spectate the game yeah but i think like just for games like dota like league like (laughs) rainbow six those types of games if they did do that that would be like really cool no it, it would be cool 
but because that's like some games already have a spectator mode built into them but if if whatever games if if a game doesn't have a spectator mode it would have to be developed it uh, like that's a significant amount of man man hours to add a spectator mode to a game if it doesn't already have it does that make sense i don't know yeah i well i mean coming from the the background though where it's like i mean it's just the camera control really it's not the and i mean most of the games like let's say you die in counter-strike don't you have control over the camera like moving all around through the map and all that stuff something like that yeah i mean it would have to allow third part like people who aren't actually in the match to connect as spectators and then have control over the camera yeah so for some for some studios that might be easy but for others that might be pretty complicated depending on how the game was developed yeah. I like the idea though. Like the idea that like you buy it almost be like a cuz then it's like as someone is watching your stream, they know exactly what game is being played so you kind of get like a kickback for like playing the person's game too. That's where the whole cryptocurrency, the whole blockchain type thing comes into play too cuz then it's like now everyone's actually being paid their royalties and then you're going to have like you know, other companies that are going to start running promos like, well, if you play our game and you stream up to this many hours, then I don't know, then there's going to be a whole other market for this crazy, like, oh, if you stream my game, then you'll get this amount of, you know, whatever, like on the sense of a dollar or something. Yeah. I do like that idea, though. If like, oh, that is true, though. Yeah, about telling where people are at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just noticed that now. But that would be cool in like a competitive environment, more like watching a game of League of Legends. Because instead of having to watch the stream, but only being able to see what like the casters like and that and like those people are showing, I could mm-hmm. log in mm-hmm. through like a a light client through Twitch. That would send me in, and then I can watch it from like whatever perspective I want. Yeah, right. Exactly. Have Which you used Have you used the Dota, uh, James? Have you ever used the Dota um, uh, viewer client? Not really, because it's like, like apart from the like the professional games, it's like why am I gonna watch like some random game? Right. No, I get that, but like it. The, but the fact that you can watch high level, like you, you can actually, like you can watch any game through mm-hmm. the client, which is crazy because you have control over the camera and all that. Like, and that's why, uh, who was it that got in trouble? Cause they were using the Dota, they were using the Dota client to watch games and restream them. Mm-hmm. Cause like one of the, one of the promoters had made an exclusive deal that they were only going to be streamed on Facebook. Uh, yeah, it was but someone, uh, Admiral Bulldog. Yeah, so but he used the he used the Dota client to watch the games and restream them on Twitch. And there was like like they they tried to sue him or whatever. But then mm-hmm. Valve was like, no, like that's the whole point. <laughs> like <laughs> like Valve countered with like, no, like that's a part of the system that it's perfectly okay for them to do that. 
Yeah. Like the That's client, the, the in-game client, it's really cool. I remember the first couple Dota, like the first few really big tournaments that they did. I watched almost all the games in the Dota 2 client, and it was just so cool being able to like switch between players and camera angles and everything within the Dota client and still have the commentary on top of it because they have the audio channels right there in the client. Yeah. So, like, I was watching, like, Day 9, like, no, not Day 9. It was someone else, but it was one of the, one of the Dude, big... I want to say it was Day 9, because I remember I went over that one time where you, uh, do you remember that one crazy night where we, like, stayed up for, like, 18 hours playing Minecraft at your <laughs> apartment? We had, Probably, like, yeah. We had, like, the big tall can of them, and we just sat there aggressively playing minecraft until like 10 o'clock the next day and i'm like all right dude i think i'm gonna go home like <laughs> i was like in your living room and you were in the back room or something and, it sounds about right yeah, sounds, yeah uh, that was something that i was, would do yeah that was pretty awesome and but yeah but really at one point we i was playing the dota games yeah yeah that was like earlier in the night like before we started playing minecraft but anyway, like the, the the whole point is on my big screen TV, I I actually yeah. had the Dota client on my laptop installed, and we were able to watch within the Dota client with commentary in the game client, like the full game, and yeah. like you could switch between audio channels. There was like four different languages. Like if so, yeah. If there was a way to somehow monetize that through Twitch. Or like I, I see the potential there, but like how like would, a partnership between Twitch yeah. and Steam or something? I don't know. It already looks like this new redesign of the UI for Twitch, it looks like Discord. Oh, you mean for Steam? Yeah. No, that's or no no no. Twitch. Twitch how on the left hand side, at least for my view, is the icons on the left. It looks exactly like if I alt tab between Discord yeah. and Twitch, it looks like very similar. They're well, and I don't know if you know this, but Steam is redesigning their whole chat stuff too. So it's going to be very Discord like. Oh. So, yeah, there's, there's a ton of potential there. Like, everyone, like, I think Discord kind of has set a new bar as far as like social interaction. Like. <sighs> So for anyone who's from my generation who remembers IRC, IRC still around, Jimmy. Come no, it's still around, but like it's not the same. Like when I, I remember so many years ago, like the Quake Three IRC channels were just like where everyone hung out, and IRC servers were just I don't know. Like anyone who is anyone had an IRC channel for whatever the fuck. And I feel like Discord is Discord has kind of filled the gap where I like there's still IRC channels and people still idle in them and whatever, but like Discord's kind of like the new IRC because everyone has their own server, everyone has their own channels. Like I don't know. I I mean, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Discord has kind of filled that same gap, except Discord also has a lot more uh, 
functionality, extens- functionality, extensibility, mm. whatever you want to call it. You know, you can you can drop Giphy usability. Use it. I mean, yeah. IRC is just pure text chat, right? Like even mm. even Twitch chat is built on top of a custom version of IRC. Like they're still using IRC servers and channels, but Discord kind of. Because anyone, like, Discord's free, and it's, like, anyone can create a Discord server. It's just, Mm -hmm. so, in fact, my friend who is a lawyer, this happened recently. My friend, uh, Swa, do you remember the last name Nations? That's, I'm going to put that out there. Uh, We have a couple friends with that last name. But anyway, my friend, uh, he goes online as Pujaco. He is a uh, he. He has two jobs. He's a private investigator, and he's also a lawyer who defends against uh, the death penalty. And one of the things that they do in those specific cases is they they do a lot of research online about like those individuals and their social interactions, their social circles, and their family friends and stuff. But because of that, he learned about Discord, and he actually discovered that there's a lot of private Discords out there that mm-hmm. are really, really terrible. He was like, "Yeah, dude, like I, you know, I was working this case, and like I got uh, like through my research, I found a link to this Discord, and I clicked on it, and I opened it up, and it was just like a pure white supremacy Discord." <laughs> Just like, like so much, just like channels full of like the most vitriol, hatred, like, just like, but that's the thing is like anyone can make a discord server. And he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, like he's like, it actually helped me win my case. Cause like I was able to prove <laughs> that he was a part of this community that was like, <laughs> I just it's it's crazy like that and that's the thing is like those same things exist on IRC and Discord and 4chan and whatnot like it's it's all just like because it's so easy to make a server or to make a community or to make a like a bubble that like he's like yeah I had no idea like this whole Discord thing is new to me and I was like yeah, I have a Discord for my stream, and he's like, oh, really? Like, at first he was caught off guard because the only experience he had with Discord was, like, mostly negative. <laughs> he's like, oh, you have a Discord server? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's just for my stream and my, like, you know, my podcast and my community. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, all the Discords I've ever seen are a bunch of people trying to, like, coordinate murders. <laughs> just crazy shit, but... Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, because there's like tons of them out there. Like even just playing random games, and then someone will be like, "Hey, you're good at this. Like, join my Discord where there's like similar people that like like Overwatch or like Rainbow Six." And then you're just like, "Well, I found it. What am I gonna do now?" Well, yeah, and that's the thing is they can exist without anyone knowing unless you have a link. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I thought about it too, where I was like, one of the Discord I'm in, I was like. If I ever leave this Discord, I'll probably never find it again. Because the only reason I was invited was because I was playing Rainbow Six. And by chance, this guy 
thought I was doing well and said, hey, you want to play more? Like, join my Discord where a bunch of us, like, we talk in chat, we talk in voice chat, and, like, we play Rainbow Six. Yeah, because there's no directory, right? Like, there's no, like, indexing, like, there's no database of Discord servers unless you have that link. There's mm-hmm. there's just a lot of hidden corners of... Same with Reddit. Like, there's no definitive directory of subreddits. There's a lot of weird-ass... Wait, that poster in Swa's background is bugging me. Somebody... <laughs> Which one? I don't know. It's not one poster. It's just a. It's just a bunch of. I think. Which one? I think Ninja's talking about the one that's like swaying there, right above Sonic's head. Oh, something is like flopping over Sonic's face. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. He's like that. That's that's down for a reason. <laughs> do you have a uh, Do you have a floppy screen. Do you have a floppy poster? Did you Did you flop that down on purpose? Is there boobies on that poster? No, there's no boobies. <laughs> By the way, hello, David Bond dropped a bucket in chat. Uh, David Bond, a swam music, don't dox him, but you also might know him. He's friends with Brian as well. Oh. Wait, which Brian? Brian Studio, Be- the same one we've been talking about tonight. Hmm. Brian yeah, the Mid- one that I said that you guys almost look like you can be related. Who, David? No. Brian? Brian, yeah. You think me and Brian look like we could be related? <laughs> Studio Brian, yeah. Yeah, Studio Brian. So yeah. Studio Brian is friends with David Bond, the guy who's in chat right now. They're cool. also from our hometown. Uh, David uh, travels around the 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 planet oh wait i know david bond yeah you know who david bond is. he was on other brian's uh steam vr wall last <laughs> time i was on there i'm yeah. trying not to dox anyone but we all kind of right. know each other so we're trying- yeah. yeah 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 no i know exactly who yeah yeah that's david bond <laughs> well and then plays a lot of quake quake three quake old quake champions and then there's also Rob. Yeah, Rob. Wait, Rob Rob is Rob. Rob's in yeah. Texas right now. What? That's wild. You That's didn't cool. know that Rob moved to Texas? I did not know that. Yeah. The last time I actually saw him was at that place that we talked about when we first started the stream. That is non-existent <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it's good to see you. So, what are yeah, you guys talking about what... this podcast? We've been talking about all kinds of stuff. We're going to end it soon here in a minute, but uh, we're talking about fireworks. We've been talking about uh, games and all kinds. I don't know. Like, just, it's been a good podcast. We we spent the first like hour talking about Swa and how he's going to start making music again and streaming again. So he's trying to... <laughs> he's trying to fix the piece of paper on his wall. <laughs> now it's starting to bother me, flopping around like that. <laughs> There you go. Look at I there we go. We got it. It's the it's pictures that my daughter drew for me. I've been missing all of it. I've been here and there around my house. Don't worry about it. We started early because it's the fourth of July and fireworks are gonna start soon. So I've I actually have plans this evening. So we started a little early. I promise the VOD will be up, so anyone who wants to catch this podcast will be able to catch it. Unless Twitch decides to magically delete it again. But uh I don't know. Yeah, it's been a good uh 
it's been ten already. Oh, it's ten. It's almost. Um, it's East almost East Coast. East Coast? Yeah, I don't know it's I like that. East Coast. <laughs> it's a three-hour difference, so it's almost seven here. Which was my my goal was to finish this podcast out by around seven o'clock, six seven o'clock. Um, the moral of the story is fireworks are bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And uh, whoever is making fireworks needs to up their game, because because uh, uh, <laughs> that's big time. It only seven here. There's only yeah. one time, and it's <laughs> West Coast you. time. Oh, West Coast time. Do we still have that command in chat? We need Pretty sure it still exists. Yeah, there's no Pacific Standard Time. It's West Coast time, according to James. All right, look, I messed up one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite VODs of all time. Once I once I actually make my VOD highlight video, my I have a bunch of clips I need to put together into a video. James didn't know that the Pacific Standard Time was the same thing as West Coast time. <laughs> so we, we like to make fun of him for it, but we, we all love James. He's a good he's a good he's a bro. Oh yeah, and if you need those edited, Jimmy, I have the time now. Oh, you might become my new YouTube editor. We might need to talk. I know about timing and stuff. You get you guys are witnessing history in the making cuz I have like four YouTube videos I want to make and Swamp Music is here. See, that's the thing though is I don't want I I should probably rebrand. No, nah, I'm not going to rebrand. Swamp okay. Music is the thing, but Swamp Media or Swamp Rebrand my dick. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, now we're just rambling at this point because I've had too many drinks. Uh, Swa, thank you so much for being here. Thank it's been a me. fun America Day podcast. We have covered many topics. Make sure you guys go check out the VOD if you weren't here for the whole show. Sorry we had to do it a little early, um, but we will be back Next week there may not be a podcast. Uh, <gasps> next week I've got my my sister's wedding is coming up, and I'm gonna be traveling. So I wanted to get it done today because next week, yeah, we 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 might have to have a one week hiatus. Um, if we don't have one next week, I'll be sure to at least drop something for you guys. But yeah, next week, don't expect a podcast. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I have one sister, and she's finally getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I've only, I've been married like two or three times. So what the fuck? Uh, but my sister is getting married, so I might be out of the uh, state. What about Thirsty Thursday? I have every intention of having a Thirsty Thursday podcast tomorrow. If anyone wants to come play games and hang out, uh, yes, Thursday, Thursday should be happening. Thank you, James28. Make sure uh, you check out his YouTube channel. I'm sure he'll post it in chat for those who are interested. Swa Music, SoundCloud forward slash whatever. Swa Swa Music. SoundCloud forward slash Swa Music. The music you're listening to right now in the background is him. He can't hear it, but I'm already playing it because we're doing oh, our outro. Hmm. Uh, that that's him. The all the music I use in my intros and outros and whatnot. That's all Swa music. And he has a Fiverr channel. If he wants to post it, he's more than welcome. 
in the Twitch chat. If you need a one-minute jingle or you need some some work done audio-wise, hit up Swa and drop my name. Maybe I'll give you a discount. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> also, uh, if you're ever in the Central Valley, uh, send me a DM and I'll. Uh, he, he's got a he's, he works a VR booth. If you need a discount on some VR, he might be able to help you out with that. So, uh, who's on right now? Let's go. Is anyone on Team DLC on right now? Maybe we it can go be. drop a raid on someone. Fourth, it is the 4th of July. So, there's a, no, I'm the only member of it Team the DLC. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, let's see. Is anyone on? Nope. Yeah, there's people. On. Ooh, Cardboard Cowboy is on right now. Oh. He's playing Realm Royale. I love Cardboard Cowboy. We should go We should go raid Cardboard Cowboy. Now, that's a good streamer. He, his shit is, he, uh, <laughs> I wish I could get on his level. His, his, his ability to create. Look up Cardboard Cowboy on He's Twitch. He's wearing a Cardboard Cowboy hat. No, he, no. he actually, it's, it's more than that. He uses Twitch overlays to actually do some crazy ass cardboard. Like, it's a whole experience. We're going to go oh raid him. God. I see it's, it right now. Yeah, he's got a horse and everything. It's really mm. cool. So we're going to go raid Cardboard Cowboy right now. I love that guy. He's he's chill as fuck, and he impresses me with his abilities. What is going on right now? It's good stuff. He has dude. cardboard hands. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he has a dance and everything, man. It's awesome. So we're going to go raid him. Uh, if you got buckets, go drop them. We're going to drop in on Cardboard Cowboy. Tell him Jimmy Navio sent you. He's a super nice dude. And uh, uh, one of these days, maybe we'll get him on the podcast. I Ilian, by the way, Ilian has responded to me, and he's going to be on the podcast soon. But if we could get Cardboard on the podcast, it'd be fantastic. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go over there. He's a good Should dude. Should I say you sent me? Yeah, dude. Let's do it. We're grading him right now. 